Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Hello everyone, welcome back to Measuring Flicks The film appreciation podcast that plays favorites I am still Carl Hartley And I will remain, for this episode at the very minimum, Max Peterson Excellent Oh dude, so... If you head on over to Patreon, if you like what you hear, at the end of the at the end of this podcast, right. when we've settled down a bit, what am I talking about? We're drinking porter and rum. We're By the end of this, it's gonna a be a beverage so called worse. a rattle skull. So, <laughs> but you uh, you can uh, you can get full length bonus episodes. Check out the uh, Lars and the Real Girl episode we just dropped, where I read in a uh, full list of every bonus episode that's on Patreon. It's a lot of movies over there. It is. Um, and you can also get shout outs on the show that sound a little something like this. Dog sneezes included for free. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love so much to thank Casey Scheibe, John Scheibe, William Rockwood, Daniele Hartelli, Connor Sweeney. Actually, Connor, I hope you're feeling better, man. Actually, half the like big chunk of this list is fucking sick right now. Yeah, dude. Take care of yourselves. Whipping through the community right now. Get your vitamin C, wear your masks, be safe. Like, people are down right now. So get well soon, Connor. Our thoughts are with you, amigo. Um, Thank you, Connor Sweeney, David Rowney, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Brian Jackson, Sister Sarah Hartley, Jeffrey Tiberius Morgan, Katie Clark, Baloney Shoes, Mariah Rosado, David Breda, Hunter Watson, Schwaz, and special shout out to Kevin Ramirez holding down the East Coast. And also, I'd like to give a little special uh, shout out this episode to Michelle Perez. It has been far too fucking long since we've had her on the show. I want her to know we're still thinking of her. And after we're off mic today, we're going to get our recording schedule figured out and we're going to fill as many of those slots with guest hosts as we possibly can. I'm looking at you too, Cassandra. Mad shout out to Cassandra down in Florida. She just got her first vacation in like years. Congratulations. Oh, fucking no Well kidding, deserved. Right? Yes, much, much deserved. So she'll be back on for some Gosling episodes. But before we get back to, to Mr. Gosling, we got to wrap up with Mr. Cage. So we're diving back in. This is actually part two of our conversation of the unbearable weight of massive talent. If you missed part one, it's two episodes back in the main season feed. All right. When we last left our hobby and, and Nick. <laughs> when we last have Max and Carl yeah uh, seriously Carl, Carl had just arrived on Max's private <laughs> island <laughs> this is that is the reason I love this movie every time I watch it it's just like it's like hanging out with you yeah but every uh three of the four times I've seen it it's been with you so right, it's like, kind of funny how like that double happens I know. Out with you. how's this hot what's this hobby guy like right. is he he's not, not weirdo, gonna want me to he's not gonna want me to <laughs> making just make it like the and like he's not gonna want me to any of that business right i am hovey i'm hovey in the dude the bow the he nick bounced. cage bow <laughs> the the fucking I, yes man it's like of all the things that he could do that is so perfectly exactly what i want Nick, not Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage. That's what I want Nick Cage to do. The like the fist against the flat palm, and then the the martial arts height bow, and he goes, (laughs) Nick Cage, perfection. I feel like the people that are in Javi's life because they like Javi really do care for him. It's just the his 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 cousin or whatever that is that guy's a prick. Everyone on that side of the family, but I think the people that are. His staff he has surrounded like himself family. with like family, yes, very much so. Right, it's because spoilers. Javi is one of the most loving, endearing, wonderful humans 
on, on the, the planet. planet. Yes, dude. Hot. Who happens to be related to some of the most nefarious, horrible, Evil, drug monster, dealing, weapons kidnapping, dealing. Yeah. fucking. We'll kill you without oh even thinking about it. Oh my god, their own family. Yeah. Like when he's on his. Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. But like, yeah. So and- that's one of the reasons why I think I love Javi so much because he is surrounded in that environment right. and somehow is just this like Winnie the Pooh of a person. Yes, dude, that's a perfect that's a perfect description of him. He literally is like, oh bother, oh bother. He's, I have the screenplay, but he's not helpless. He's not, and he's not totally um, credulous. He doesn't like. He's not a sucker. No, because you know? he gets angry and he and he he in a, in some weird ways he's like Bosch where. He like if he needs to tell a, somebody something, mm-hmm. like there's that moment when he's like when he turns to Nicolas Cage, don't fucking lie to me, you know, like you want to put this in this movie because of because you, because right. of you and your relationship with your daughter. It's so tightly written in that we are not really sure where Javi lives yet. We don't know if he is part of the cartel, if he knows that. Like there's so many layers of right. Of people not knowing the motivations of other people, including us. Yeah, and, and it they they peel the layers. The layers like interlock in a cool way. Like yes. At a certain, we have no idea that there's anything nefarious going on, except that we saw a kidnapping at the beginning of the right. movie. As and the as- whole impetus from him for him, like, well, being down there, he gets the job, but is like essentially right away contacted by the CIA that we're going to put you in as a sleeper agent. Well, they catch him coming off the plane. Exactly. They're like, is that the actor Nicholas Cage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> well, we have a, an opportunity here. Right. right. Oh my God. Did you see him in Croods too? I'm a 40 year old man. Why the fuck would I see Croods too? Yeah. As soon as the CIA gets involved, they tell us that, Javi is like one of the most notorious arms dealers on the planet and he's like known for kidnapping yep. and racketeering and drug dealing and murder and we're not disabused of that notion until like the beginning of the third act yeah and, and then there's those little flashes that before you have all the information look kind Paddington of ambiguous like, I mean that well, moment yeah. is the moment where I was like nope there's no, no way, way is this guy an out. arms dealer this guy's like a, he's just like a decent human and yep. I want to be his friend um, but I love when he's talking to the uh, to the fucking assistant, and she's like, "How was he?" And he's like, "It was fine." And she goes, "Come on, how was he?" And he goes, "He was perfect." Yeah. He was like <laughs> cool, but not too cool. He was like so smooth, but not too soft. Or just yeah. like you just see <laughs> him like fawning. fanning out. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Nicholas Cage insulted him to his face, and then did a weird kung fu bow, yep. and then went and got hammered by the pool. And you're like. Right. That is kind of what I'd want my Nicolas Cage meetup to be like. In this, so here at the pool scene, we get one of many nods to. I feel like every film somehow, the hundred films that Nicolas Cage has done, there's got to be like a, there's at least a touch. one little touch of of something. And, and here we get leaving the leaving Las, Las Vegas, Vegas <clears throat> jumps in the pool, Dude, walks in the pool. Before we get there, can we oh, talk yeah, yeah. about can we talk about Pedro Pascal's brilliant like hand slash his uh his props business oh i know you're are you looking at that drink like i need to go make another one of these maybe in a minute um, yeah did you just get to the brown sugar at the bottom yeah i fucked it up earlier i'm gonna do this different oh baby <laughs> oh we should i didn't know me, that there was some magic love in there let me Sorry. finish no, talking no, no, we'll about keep the going. drinking but I'll no, wait we- till you get done with it. So he comes down to sit next to Nicolas Cage. One thing we find out on the boat ride over 
is that Javi sent a screenplay to Nicolas Cage's agent to try and see if he could make a movie with Nicolas Cage. And Neil Patrick Harris was like, oh, throw that in the fucking trash. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So Javi is nervous because he wants to know what Nick thought of his screenplay. What did you think? So he comes down and sits down in the chair, reaches over into the ice, grabs a bottle of beer, tries to open the beer, can't open the beer. Puts the bottle of beer back, <laughs> like super cash. Puts the bottle of beer back in the ice, and then he, uh, and then he just he leans back and starts starts talking to him. And this is where the cousin shows up for the first time, yes, right? The actual the drug bad, dealer, the bad, bad guy. dude. Yeah. So he's like, so, uh, you know, how's basically he's like, yeah. how's it going? And Nicolas Cage is is like. I've decided to quit acting and this is where like the first thing that he says to the hobby when he arrives at the island is that his acting career is over yes. and this is the last thing he will ever do before retiring from public life <laughs> and then he thumbs a bottle and walks into the pool yep. this is there's like Tropic Thunder and Pineapple Express vibes to this movie a little bit um, those I, are also action comedies yeah so. so they get into that Pineapple Express I really like that that um, that sort of parallel right because Pineapple Express is it, it it tips way over into the action violence like it gets really 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 fucking rowdy mm, <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> this one doesn't get quite as rowdy but it's like it definitely turns the third act is like it, it's Con Air or it's it's that action like a buddy comedy turns into an action movie turns into holy shit there are actual stakes here where right. people are gonna fucking die like. Yeah. Are they going to make it out? Is Javi going to fucking go out in a blaze of glory? Like, uh, Dude, I love the meta thing where the third act becomes an action movie. Yes. And the climax is is an action movie that literally becomes an action movie. Yes. And, but yes. that's that and Tropic... The very last... But there's that Tropic Thunder thing, too, because the end of Tropic Thunder is them, like, zooming out to an awards show exactly. where Ben Stiller's being presented with uh, an award for the film Tropic Thunder yes. that we just watched. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage, the next day, is super fucking hungover. He's sleeping in, and this is when the the assistant comes in and pulls Wakes the blankets Wakes him up, up. like, you're going to go hang out with Javi because he loves you. <laughs> Whatever the fuck she's and, talking And about. also, I love that... I love that Javi has, like... Do you think that Javi had the whole cliff thing planned just so he could have, like, some fun times play-acting with Nicolas Cage? So I was think thinking is- about that. I think that Javi is annoyed. I think he had... So I try to think about it, like, because I have that sort of thought all the time. Like, what if I met one of my heroes? Like, so, because we, we do a film appreciation podcast. Like, what would it be like to actually have someone like Eli Roth on the show? Sure. And if they were actually in town, what if we actually got to spend a day with oh Eli and, like, the, hang out hour. and, like, yeah. and, like, have lunch and, like, do a show and just be a cool afternoon? Like, how would, what would my expectation be of that interaction with this person that I only know from, like, films and interviews right and how would i also act and behave and what would their expectation be? <laughs> i would be hobby all the way dude it would be, be totally hobby all the way but that's like because there's so much honesty and truth in the way that javi is acting and also nick cage too because he's playing that heightened version of himself right but there's also the truth in that because it is still nicholas cage but yes but i feel like by the time we get to to the scene where he's driving, he takes him to the cliff. Like Javi, I feel is like he's got a little bit of the wind taken out of his sails. I don't know. I feel like he maybe had an expectation of his hero coming. Hopefully, and who knows what what conversations Neil Patrick Harris's conversation has had with Javi. But yes, he wrote he read the script. He, he loves it. Yes, he's excited to talk to you about it. Sure, because he's trying to get this million dollar deal fucking 
made like those those conversations that don't show up in the film but like right you would assume would have happened to make this yeah. whole deal work oh dude totally so javi probably has an expectation that nicholas cage has read the script he's excited to come down to this island and talk to him about it and spend the weekend because that's nicholas that's neil patrick harris's job is to set that tone right sure so i feel like after the pool scene i'm done acting clearly he's not going to do this project with javi jumps in the pool gets hammered doesn't interact with javi at right. all lays in bed and hung over all day so, hung, so i feel like and the fact that it's the assistant that pulls him out it's like you you've got shit to do today i was wondering i think that javi is like i'm gonna do the i'm gonna give this guy my hero one of the best days of his life we're gonna we're going to drive the truck. We're going to do this thing. We're running up to a cliff. We're going to make it exciting. And I was, But I think part of it, like, he doesn't know what he's going to do. Sure. Until he realizes where they're driving. Like, you know what? I'm going to make this fucking thing, this weird moment. Is it what he's had revealed to him is that Nick Cage has lost faith in in acting. He's leaving acting. Yeah. He's leaving the industry. Um, I'm wondering if this thing that Javi does where he's like, which also like weirdly reinforces like what the CIA thinks is going on, where he's like, "We're being pursued, the general," and you're like, "Oh my god, he is! He is! He is an arms pursued, dealer. This yeah. might be real." But <laughs> like, brilliant because we're not sure. <laughs> it's a tight ass script. Yeah. But like, I was wondering if like this is Javi trying to save his hero, where he's like, "I need to just, we just need to get him acting and get him back in the moment and." Make him remember. Because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. They, they're driving in the Jeep, and then Javi, like, looks in the rearview mirror and sees nothing because no one is following them, and he, like, gasses it they're hard. After us. Yeah, he's like, oh, hold on tight. <laughs> he's driving through, freaking out. He's like, we need to run now. Stops, run, jumps out of the Jeep. Nicholas Cage is still in, like, his, like, pajamas yep. and robe with his hangover glasses on. They're running through the woods, and he's like, don't stand still. They can shoot us. And he gets, he runs them to the cliff. And Javi, Javi leads him to the cliff and he's like, we're, we are trapped unless we jump. And Nicolas Cage is like, no, he's not having it. Cut, he's, it. cut it out, man. He's like, what the, f- what did you think this was going to be? We're going to, we're going to act. We're going to pretend. No, it's stupid. It's blah, blah, blah. And he's, and I love Javi's little speech here. He says, he tells Nicolas Cage that he has a gift and that it brings light. And dude, in 2022, this fucking no shit. hit way different where he goes, you have a you have a gift and it brings light to an increasingly dark and broken world. And then there's like this weight. He, he tells him that he has a responsibility. Yeah. To bring the light of his performances to this like fucked up this damaged dark, world. Damaged and he's world. talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the world that you and I are sitting in doing this. The episode. actual world. The actual world. Yes. That's what Javi's t- saying here. And Nicolas Cage like takes a moment Nick Cage in the movie but like you can see You can see the the moment where like He's got it's that It's the Robin Williams good morning Vietnam Moment yep where he's Yeah absolutely man (laughs) where he's just like When I get back to be funny Yeah it's like when I get back to the mainland Maybe I'll Maybe I'll quit and maybe I won't but in this Moment with this man He he finds the performance in himself he again digs down into that that uh that robin williams that well i was gonna say the endless nicholas cage yeah. well but yeah that too right right and where then, adrian cronauer has to stand up in the front of a bunch of boys and tell jokes he knows that you know the whole, all there's gonna, a lot more weight there clearly, di- but different film different, different film, film but, but same it's sort of saying the same sort of thing right where where adrian cronauer this rock dj that brought joy to so many soldiers in vietnam right 
having to to dig so deep and find this in himself to to have the energy and the the spirit to to be that sort of that clown right right and in this moment it's like it's a little bit more distilled but it isn't too because javi's talking about an even grander picture of like you bringing joy to like the world like the people that that maybe are having these really shitty days they're their fucking week is sucked. Maybe they lost somebody in their life or they they just broke up in a relationship. They lost their job. Their friends are sick or whatever. And then you turn on fucking Snake Eyes or Con Air or Valley Girl or, or Valley Kiss Girl or even something Dude. a little more serious like Matchstick Men and you're taken away. And it's like that person is responsible for Dude, I legit, bringing that sort of joy. And it's, as it's a, a heavy, heavy, heavy fucking weight. But it's also like... It's the Bosch thing. It's yeah. everybody counts or nobody counts. Yes. It doesn't have to be seven truckloads of guys who are going off to their deaths. Right. If you can help somebody who's depressed. Yeah. Or if you can help someone who had, even if it's just somebody who had a shit The thing that sucks is when that person work. is the one that is depressed, like our Robin Williams. That's true. Like or Nicolas Cage Bordains, right here. Like our, yeah, yeah. That's that's the... That's the unbearable weight of massive talent, I think. I think you're right. Fuck. Dude, and this... Is that it? Is that the thing? Do we crack the code on this? I mean, there's a reason that this moment is so, like... I love the resolution to it, too, because Nicolas Cage turns back, and he could just walk off back to the Jeep and wait. Oh, absolutely. But he turns back... He's turned away from Javi, and you can see the moment where he's, like... And the other thing is, he's not... There's not... Well, I mean, there are, but in this moment, for this character, there are not cameras on him. He's not uplifting the world. There's just one. He's here with one weird dude. One billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> He's here with one super crazy weird rich guy behind yeah. him. But this guy in this moment needs him. And you can see it in Javi's face. The reason that the billionaire thing never becomes an issue for me with Javi is genuinely just Javi's character. He is so. But we're also forgetting that person. added layer here as well. Where at this point, Nick Cage is informed by the CIA. And he also thinks this person might be a dangerous Not at this drug point lord. yet, I believe. He gets kidnapped later and thrown in the van. Oh, because that's when he's talking about his kung fu fucking. That's right. So, so he doesn't know. Previous to that knowledge, at this moment, he just thinks this is a rich guy who hired him. But like, but Javi delivers that speech to him so earnestly, and so this is a super fan who's like, "You literally, you can't leave because there are people who go home at night and can." Barely keep their eyes open because they're they're day dragged so hard and they're ready to fucking quit their job and and burn their house down and give give up, and they can just sit down and put on Con Air Mm -hmm. and order some DoorDash and everything's fine. You are part of the you're part of the light in this increasingly dark world. And I do I love it. Nicholas Cage he turns away and he's like, he you see him take that breath, Mm -hmm. and then turns back and they start the action movie score <laughs> yeah, and the cinematography changes and yep. they start shooting it like it's fucking like bad lieutenant and you're like oh oh, oh he did it he did the Nicolas Cage action star thing and he <laughs> and he's like you're in an untenable situation you know that right which is hilarious because that line applies both to Javi but also, also to into him. the fantasy yes, exactly. <laughs> the fantasy world he's like Hey, um, you're in a tenable situation. You know that, right? So there's there's one thing we got left to do. It's basically like the aim for the bushes moment. Yep. They take like three <laughs> steps. This bushes. is one of the best. I mean, the, it's clearly the new that, guy. What's, yeah, the, yeah. what's that movie called? The Other Guys. The Other Guys. I was so ready to hate that movie when I first saw it. I'm like, this is going to be dumb. No, I still do, Fucking hilarious. Dude, that, 
All right. Well, maybe we well, maybe we watch it and don't do an episode on it. But I'm telling you, like that movie's funny as fuck. Because who is it? Is the Rock and and who is it that jump into the bushes oh the and guys die in the who beginning? jump? It's it's the Rock and uh, Samuel Rock? Jackson. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> they then, totally fucking get smoked. They just I love the shot where like the overhead shot. Sorry to keep jumping to other yeah. films, but like the overhead shot where the camera looks down and there's nothing but sidewalk. Yep. <laughs> Aim for the bushes. And then when they when they're like eulogizing them at the funeral and they're like, whether it was a misguided hope or simply <laughs> like failure to recognize reality, yep. they just jumped off of like a twenty story building, aim for the bushes. Anyway, yeah. that's dude. We get that moment here though because we're we're fall. It's like a follow shot. It's like the it's like the corn album cover. We're like we're we're running along behind them and they jump off the cliff. And then we cut to the wide. And then the wide starts to pan down, and you realize that this cliff is like 500 yeah, feet. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> and then you hear Nicolas Cage. Oh, shit! <laughs> They're flying through the sky. Oh, And then the next thing we see is them like uh, soaking wet on a rock sitting next to each other. Nicolas Cage. Chatting, yep. Well, he's looking at Pedro Paz. He's looking at Javi with deep respect in his eyes, and he goes, you're a goddamn wild man. Yep. <laughs> Which is, I think, something that both Nick and Nicholas would respect. <laughs> would respect. He's like, no idea. Why didn't you tell me it was that high? We could have died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes all the fun out of it, bruv. You know that it's a 500-foot jump into the oh. into, into the, the fucking ocean. freezing cold yeah. ocean. Like, yeah. in your PJs, hungover as shit. That could have been a very different scenario, for sure. Honestly, though. Yeah. I'm going to say not even a terrible way to go. Play acting. Play acting on an island with Billionaire. Yeah. After a night of drinking by the pool. Sure. Andrew Nicholas Cage. Okay. Nicholas Cage found dead this morning. Yeah, how'd he go? Uh, he jumped off a cliff with a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be an, a soldier right. in the jungle. Yeah. Um, His blood alcohol level was still at about a point nine eight. I was ready <laughs> to be surprised, but actually that just sounded right somehow. And that's <laughs> appropriate. I wouldn't have it any other way. Dude, I have a note. I have a note about like the, the Nicolas Cage like going out on the on dr- and then they yell action. But anyway, um, I love that they smoke weed too. I'm wondering where they got it. Oh, yeah, because he must have a dry pocket. Probably. Oh, he had it in a little baggie. Yep. Sometimes- any responsible... You Cliff always, diver smoker is gonna have a a dry bag, a dry bag, a sealed dube tube for sure. But yep. I love that. Usually, I prefer bourbon. But thank you, yeah, <laughs> dude. Little little, and I wrote down. This is this is where the movie truly up until this point. It's 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 there's fun. A lot, there's a lot of setup to get us to the this point with Javi. The, the and important Nick. question, yeah. the all important question, Carl. It's the this is where the movie becomes you and I. Yes. This is. The mo- this is the genesis of the podcast moment. Yes. A little toke, and I wrote down in capital T, capital Q, the question. What's your favorite, favorite movie? movie? That happened six years ago at this little French bistro called Bistro <laughs> Fufu, a very slow Sunday afternoon. So we ran out some blank, went, some blank meep, ticket meep, tape. Meep, yep, meep. got a big old Well, I got a list of ten here. Have you seen The Searchers? No. Have you seen the blah, blah, blah? Yep. Have you seen the, well, wait, what the, wait, what, who directed it? And then yeah. we had season one by the end of shift. By end like, of shift, it was get... the flick flick measuring contest. I think you're like, no, what about measuring flicks? I'm like, you're like, that's going on the toilet paper roll. Yeah, put that on that. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and that's, dude, that's where it all fucking starts. So quit fucking, so quit fucking 
like joking around with me and answer the question, what is your third favorite film of all time? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen Paddington 2? Dude, Paddington 2? I'm just a little taken (laughs) aback here, Javi. (laughs) I cried through the whole thing. It made me want to be a better man. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Cut, Cut to two. both of them fucking <laughs> weeping watching this is us too, man. watching like, too in Hobby's screening room. God damn it. Nicholas Cage. Paddington 2 is incredible. Javi, I fucking told you. <laughs> yep. I wrote down how many times have Carl and I yep, done so this? I like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for the adventures of Baron Munchausen. <laughs> Dude, when you when you introduced me to uh, Brazil, yeah. you're like, I'm telling you, man, Brazil's gonna change your life. And I'm like, I saw Time Bandits, and like, it was pretty good, but like, nah. Yeah. We sit down two hours later. I'm like, Carl, that movie was yeah. um, That was our Paddington twos for each other. Yes, I feel see, like. this is the pro- this is why the show has so many rabbit holes. We'll be talking and be like, and it was oh my god, you remember the time we watched right. blah blah blah, yep. and then yep. it's like, what was the film? That's the episodes about, though. Which one is that? <laughs> see how bearable weight of as of doubt. That's where we are now. The it last really inch of this has... drink is fucking insane. Right. Carl. So you see what I'm saying? It's like I fucked <laughs> oh up. I God. need. I need to go half on the lime and double up on the brown sugar and make sure that I emerge, emergenate Look, the brown is... sugar a little bit more into the actual. Drink I itself. think if you're if you do this drink, you should do the first one exactly how you made this, and then the second it's... one is dessert. Because by the time you get through it, you've evolved you're into now for you the want sugar. the deep rum yes, brown sugar. I really love the lime up top yeah, yeah, yeah. but now I want the brown I want sugar the, I want the dessert Carl, I want the banana bread now tell them what we're drinking today alright so today because we're very chatty uh, we are drinking a, uh, a cocktail that I discovered on a YouTube <sighs> channel called How to Drink they are no way affiliated with our uh, podcast but uh, if you're into craft cocktails go and check out How to Drink on YouTube great stuff there it's called a rattle skull so this was a drink that they used to have way back in the day Pre-pre-prohibition. We're talking like 1800s, right? So what you do is you get yourself a nice porter, and you get yourself a navy-proof rum. Uh, You get yourself a little bit of brown sugar. Shout them out. What are we using today? Oh, let me grab the bottle. So we're using... Uh, For the navy-proof rum, I know we're using... How do you say it? Pussars, is that right? P-U-S-S-A-R-S. Pussars. Um, we're using straight brown sugar, fresh lime juice. Fresh lime juice, and we're using the Ordock Brewing Company Porter. No shit, hometown Marquette represents. Marquette, baby. Yep. So, oh, using I swear to God, I thought I recognized the flavor of this porter. I used to drink so much of their. I it's love Ordock. And porter. if you can, wherever you are, try and get your your uh, your beer at least locally. Uh, get yourself a local porter. Support your local microbrewery. Uh, but your brown sugar, your lime, and you gotta go for an A-proof rum. Uh, Smith and Cross is another good Jamaican style dark rum. Got a lot of funk on it. Would work really well for this drink. I as bet well. it'd be good with Goslings. Absolutely. So what's so what we do is yep. you're gonna take yourself now to taste. Right. So everything is to taste. So what I did for this first uh, cocktail was. One ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, about a tablespoon of brown sugar, and an ounce of navy-proof rum. Kind of mix that up. And then, uh, yeah, stir it up. Try and get that brown sugar incorporated as much as you can. And then you pour your whole can of porter on top. Give that baby a little bit of a stirry stir. And there you have a rattle skull. No ice. The cold comes from the cold beer. Yep, absolutely. And we did this in Imperial Pint Guinness glasses. And it's just enough for the head. Yeah, so typically, you know, if I had my druthers, I love that statement. If I had my druthers, (laughs) we would either be drinking this out of horns or big fuck off like wooden... Uh, flagging meat like the, those. Uh, you probably want the mug because you can't you put the liquor in a horn. Oh, fair, right? Because that's the got the 
It's the it would eat through the the beeswax that right. seals the horn. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So fantastic. So, uh, but again, like any in, any Ooh, any drink damn. list is is subject to your own taste. I think I'm gonna cut down on the lime to a half an ounce, and I'm gonna bump up the. Uh, uh, the brown sugar, just a hint, because it does evolve in the glass over time. It went from a little bit bright and have a lot of that lime to I a little like bit more brown sugary and almost like this bready, beautiful dessert sort of situation. I'll, I'll so. follow you on on round two and see what the, what our experiment turns up. Yep. But in the and then I'll decide which I like better. I won't I won't bias it, but I love the way that this drink changes from like kind of lime. The evolution's he- really cool. It is. Yeah. It starts with some real bites, some real zing and tang, and by the end, it's just it, banana bread's a perfect yeah. description for it yeah it's just like it's like a crumble top muffin mm-hmm. end of that yeah thing. baby oh, and uh good. important note is it's called a rattle skull not because it will give you an incredible headache it probably will if you drink three or four of them yeah we'll find out uh, but because uh because of the sugar and the lime and the booze it makes you really chatty so you're like a rattle skull like nah, 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 nah. So we what we get next is Javi and Nick Cage. I'm gonna say falling in love. No, it is. It's I I really don't like the term bromance because I don't know because I feel like I feel like you can love your friends like I love you, dude. dude like, I love you as well. You're like one of my best friends. It's not and and for for people on the end, this would be like a bromance. But it's like, I just love you. Like yeah. You're like whatever. So I, it's I, like, I agree. I do. You th- know what I mean? The, the bromance thing, I think, takes away some of the. It's a buffer that makes your emotions safer to talk about well, if you're embarrassed is. to be emotional. It's, because it's like one dude. of those things that, that that I think as like a, a male in our society that we've been told for by our fathers and our grandfathers and our great grand. We, the real men don't cry. Real men don't show their emotions. <laughs> real thing. men haven't seen Toy Story. Yeah, real <laughs> real men haven't watched Lars and the Real Girl. Oh my or Toy god! Story yeah, 3. yeah. But like we we come up against that like you know toxic masculinity is such a horrible thing but it's also been like one of those unfortunate systemic things that is just part of like our culture as humans where it's like it doesn't encapsulate if used correctly like the bromance is a very fucking cool like yeah man it's a bromance it's we like your, sure, it's your buddy you and I for sure like, have hey, a bromance oh definitely God, so. I think the term for me is like the equivalent of man plus shoulder punch so it's like right. I love you man bop bop that's right. a bromance this is what we're they what we fall in, in love movie. there's so many moments where it's just pure it's one of the best it becomes like, genuine gen- yes absolutely they really start to engage with each other I think it partially it's the and you and I found this out right, over yeah. years of doing the show. It's like part of it as real film, like people who are like way into movies, it's, hey, do you want to watch this movie? And the other person being down and then you talk right. about it and then they show you a movie. There is like a way that you bond through it's film. It's a little bit of hot fuzz. Yeah. Happening here, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I love movies that like. This this movie in particular, because mm-hmm. in a in a lot of ways, this is a movie about movies. It's so meta on so many levels. Partly because this movie is so many movies. Yeah, it, it's like it all is, of them. It's a CIA, it's a CIA espionage thriller. Yep. It's an out and out action movie. It's a thriller. It's a drama. It's, it's a family a, drama. It's a romantic comedy. It's a it's romantic a, comedy. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. It's a buddy 
comedy. It's a drug movie. It's and then it's also one of those hidden motivations. No one really knows what's going on. Sort of thrillers happening in there totally. as well. Totally, it's a little bit of the game. A little bit of like to see them all. How the fuck did they they weave so many threads? So the script is masterfully. Amazing. In the this. script is incredible. Because it's also super fucking meta. Because it's a little bit of that adaptation. It is on here. Like it's yeah. a movie Where about the movie being written and we right. legitimately ended the end with the movie. And I love that they swap the cast too. Cause there is a moment right. where you're like, where the fuck did Demi Moore come from? Yes. And then you're like, Oh, they just shot it. They yeah, just they shot just it. Shot what it. happened? And it was fucking awesome. Yep. It's, it's a, this is a really good flick. Um, but so I love that when they end in the hot tub, like where this starts yes. is on the cliff with like, you have a gift and you need to shine it in the world. Right. And Nicholas Cage being like, fuck you. You're just a rich piece of shit. You don't know anything. And where it ends is them in the hot tub. Like Nicholas Cage, they're both like bleary eyed drunk, but that's the yeah. best place to be sometimes after yeah. a day of this type of shit. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's just, no man, I I never got your screenplay. Send it on over. Send it. No, yep. send it right now. Send it legitimately. Send it right now. It. No, I'm too nervous. No, come on, dude. Send it. Like the, the, the way in that and it's like a cut scene too it's like a like a jump like a bunch of um what do they call them it's continuous right so it's in your it's in the header of your screen you say continuous and that just means that basically what has happened in the previous scene even though we've jumped forward in time is continuing through right to sh- just show that this is like a thing that's happening for a while right and by the end the evolution over the course of like five minutes or four minutes or whatever they give us We've now locked in like the eternal friendship yeah. of of Nick Cage and Tavi, and that's just going to be the, what it is for the rest of the movie yep. now. And that does carry through, even when the CIA gets involved. Like he's never fully in there. At some at one point, he tells the CIA they're full of shit. He's like, I'm. Re- no I read way. this guy. There's no fucking way you're right. Because part of acting is reading people and <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> got an eye for it. My nouveau shamanic acting ability. My oh nouveau- my god, dude, this movie's so good. Um, but I love the bit where he he ends up he's down at the bar talking to Nikki himself. Mm-hmm. He goes he like kind of he gets out of the house for a bit, and he goes down to a local bar for like a nightcap and sits down with Nikki. And he's talking about how maybe this is what my career needs, man. I need smaller because he is at this point he's kind of like kicking around the idea of doing a movie with right. Javi, and he goes. This is what I need. Smaller roles with great directors, challenging character work. Hearing Nick Cage say that after the his last run of movies, Mandy, mm-hmm. Pig, mm-hmm. Joe, The mm-hmm. Color Out of Space. Yes. You're like, this is huh. literally what his career did need. He did those films. In the last two or three years, yeah. <laughs> not that he went anywhere, but like he did exactly. those flicks and suddenly people were like, Oh shit. Do you guys know how fucking good Nicolas Cage is? I know we say this on the show all the time, but after the list of films I just read, anybody who still says, I didn't watch it because Nick, if Nicolas Cage wasn't in it, it would have been better. Those movies are m- just masterpieces, period. Oh my God, they're so good, dude. Pig, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, anyway. It's on I a love- regular watch rotation, man. He's not down with Nicolas Cage wanting to do smaller roles with no. great directors. He wants Con Air too. movie star. Yeah. yeah. And he like slaps... Nick and then grabs him by the back of the head and makes out with himself. Yes, sir. Nicholas Cage kissing Nikki Cage. Yep. Full on the mouth. Mm, dude, they get in there. Yes. It's sultry. Yes. And then when it breaks away, ugh, 
Yeah, Nick Cage smooch is good. You tell him. Nick. Nick Cage smooch is good. Nick Cage sits down at the bar. I'll have, I'll have another, another one. one. Yeah, exactly. It's the you tell him that gets me yeah. every time. You tell him. You em. tell him. Nick Cage smooch is good. What's fantastic about that is him exclaiming that to the the full bar is all in Nick Cage's head. Completely. Yeah. It's silent. Nothing's happened. Nope. Nick <laughs> Cage is sitting there bleary-eyed with a drink in front of him, and all this has happened to his head. Yep. Maybe there's a moment where his head whips around. Yes. But no one takes any, you know, it's a drunk yeah. at the bar, man. I've seen him do weirder shit than that. And maybe, oh, yeah. Does he do the, do you think he did the arms around? I think he may have done that, because I've done that. I've a been in a state, the, and uh, you just kind of grip yourself a little bit <laughs> on the shoulders. Get a little shirt front. Get a little shirt front. You clutch, <laughs> you clutch them pearls a little bit, you know? You, just, you get your rosary there, you start finding your... I could just see him, eyes half-lidded, a little yep. bit of tongue action. Just a little. Yeah, all right there, mate, a, says yeah. the bartender. You tell him. Nick Cage, Cage smooch is good. good. I'll have another What was that? I'll, I'll have, have another, another one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's leaving the bar that he's abducted by the CIA. That's right. Okay. I've seen it four times, but it has been a few minutes. You know, yeah, dude. I, I can... This is it's my bad. It's partly it's my not, bad, and it's partly dude, fucking this weird. I'm also flu in season. a show. I got sick Everyone's earlier sick. this week. I was COVID gonna, scare, like you know. Yeah, like this is today is going to be the fourth band practice that's gotten called Canceled on on the, sickness. Yeah. Either the place we were going to go, or one of the members yeah. is down with like yeah. something. So. It's the world we live in, man. But you know, no, nah, never mind. The, the little size. At least we're being a little more. Uh, cautious and understanding of how important our health is and like taking time when you need it and right. like and, and, you know not getting other and people sick even if it's COVID or not like the fact that anyways so totally. poxy, but like the yeah, fact yeah. That we're taking care of each other a little bit better right and I would like to I mean honestly we're getting ep- we're actually getting episodes out a little bit quicker than we have in the past I yeah. think partly because we're not just like going into the doom we kind of know how to handle the situations exactly. better so we've got like a protocol we're adjusting for this now um but so he gets abducted by the CIA and they lay out what they think is going on and they're like, You're staying He's like, What the fuck are you guys doing? And they're basically like, Do you realize that you're staying in the house of one of the most dangerous right. arms dealers in the entire history of the planet? And Essentially like you're you're staying with uh, Pablo Escobar or something it's like Scarface. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Like you are you know you realize you're in Scarface's mansion yucking it up over Paddington too, and Nicolas Cage is like he looks at him like they're out of Insane. their minds because because Carl, he just did season one of Measuring Flicks yeah. with Javi, and he's yes. like, "I know this person." Carl no does not have any bodies in his backyard. No. I guarantee it. Right. I did season one of Measuring Flicks with right. the man. There's no hiding this from me. Watch, right. cut to six years cut later, and be like, "How bodies could you have been it. so wrong, Max <laughs> Peterson?" I'll be like, "Shut the fuck! I'll have another one." But I love it because he he tells him right off. He's like. Okay, I'm sure you guys like did lots of research because you're the CIA or whatever, but right. but no, Javi's not what you're He's saying. He's a good he person. Has, yep. You're saying your acting ability trumps five years of hard data collected by the world's finest intelligence agency, Nicholas Cage. My nouveau shamanic acting ability. You better fucking believe it. Not an ounce of doubt. Nope. And he's right. He's a thousand percent right. I'd vote for him for president. I mean, I like. I know that's a fucked thing to say. I would vote for Javi for president, <laughs> honestly. Nicholas Cage is a terrible choice for president. No, he'd be a great VP though. 
with with like Pedro Pascal Pedro. in real life. Yeah. Oh, give it to me. Pedro, Pedro, and give Pedro me the ticket. Cage. I want that. I want the that film, ticket. The film ticket. The film. The film ticket, ticket baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before Nicolas Cage goes, uh, goes secret agent man. Let's get more oh, drinks. Yeah. We should always just have like just we should be mic'd one hundred percent of the yeah. time. <laughs> um. So after the CIA, so the CIA is basically like, hey, listen. We want you to go undercover and plant a bug in Javi's house. They kind of lead the wrong way, though. They really do. Think about it. Like, okay, you're just a dude. You're an act, like an act. Carl. Yep. This is you. You are an actor. Yeah. The CIA kidnaps you, and they're like, "You happen to know one of the most dangerous human beings on the planet. Oh, we want you to surreptitiously plant a bug in his house. By the way, he murders people on the regular for literally oh, no reason. Man, I only play alcoholics and child abusers. I don't right. Know <laughs> That's con artists. Uh, Lord Ooh. of War was a fa- was a film. That was <laughs> right. a picture a film. Picture <laughs> film. No shit. Yeah, they barking up the wrong tree. But well, he they does know it too a little bit though. It's well, like, that guy is like, get the fo-. yeah. At the beginning, when she's like, I'm gonna make contact. He's like, what? With no, with don't Nicholas with Nick Cage, Cage. Don't do that. <laughs> you fucking idiot. And she's like, I loved you. Oh, my <laughs> daughter watched this movie fifty times. <laughs> But they did make but contact. But the because at the end of the day, I mean, they're kind of up against it, right? Like they only have one good in because this is very early in the kidnapping situation, right? That's what so this the all, clock is ticking, right? And that's I keep forgetting that, like when as we're talking, it's about a kidnapping this, plot. The, it's whole, the whole thing for the CIA, for the CIA, it is. it's it like is. Stranger Things, where like for the kids, yes. the kids are in like Such a horror a good, movie. Wait, yes. Isn't I'm talking like exactly. That's exactly what it is. The kids are in a horror movie. The adults are in a thriller. Yep. The teenager, well, the teenagers are in, in the a horror movie. Our horror movie. The kids are in like a Goonies like adventure, yep. and the adults are in a paranoid Tough CIA thriller. Cold War yes. like espionage thriller. Yes. In this movie, the CIA is in a kidnapping plot. Nicolas Cage is in a drama, and Javi's just on cloud nine because yeah. his hero is in a hot tub with him drinking margaritas. Javi is in is in an episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> Dude, yes, that's exact old He's school a, Miami yeah, Vice. Yeah, Javi's in a Michael Mann flick. <laughs> we haven't done. You know, we haven't done a single Michael Mann. No, movie. we haven't, which is a goddamn shame. It's a shitty shame. Yeah, because shitty... Collateral is one of the best thrillers Col- ever. At my favorite Tom Cruise performance, oh, hands down. My favorite Jamie Foxx performance, hands down. Yes, One yes. of my favorite. Why didn't we do that for Assassins Month? What I a fucking misstep. Because I don't know. Collateral is a great movie. Yeah, it is. We'll we'll add that to season Gosh. twelve. When Danielle gets over, we'll be like, "Oh, uh, we're not watching a holiday movie. We're Have you ever seen Michael Mann's Collateral? collateral. <laughs> it's a brutally dark neo noir." <laughs> She's like, "What? What's wrong with you? People? I don't need this tonight. I need holiday fun." Sorry, sorry. So. The Batman takes place during <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> it's very snowy. It's very snowy. It is. Love it it yeah. is. It's a cold color palette. It's very Christmassy. <laughs> um, so he he's at a part. So there's this big like gala event, and it marks the end of the weekend that Nicolas Cage has been paid to go and stay with Hobby yeah. for. So he kind of decides whilst there, because he is like he's mic'd up and he's he's part of the plan. But I, I feel like he's on the fence Very until so. Javi turns because they the way they shoot it, he tur- so when he brilliant. turns and like gives him the the drink, 
now that we've got the CIA like giving us their spin, it looks sinister. It does. It's not. Nope. It's Javi being like, my new friend. But Nicolas it is, though, because, because Pedro Pascal is so fucking brilliant in his micro acting this is in his face. An astonishing It reads good both ways. Yep. A yeah. thousand, it reads as sinister and also reads as sort of unsure. Cheers some stuff and a little bit of kind of does but it, the but score yeah. is definitely like it's the whole package but it's the whole package but like pedro pascal is giving us both things at the same time i love this movie yeah it's brilliantly done it's so es- fucking good especially the next little chunk where the cia kills the power for a second yes. and oh when this becomes like mission impossible but a little bit ace ventura <laughs> of it that's the perfect description he's looking for it's snowflake jim the... carrey's yes. mission impossible exactly. dude yes i think i just touched my face that's not snowflake nope that's not snowflake i think we're good i've no one yep a thousand percent but like but the stakes are there and and they're very real like you're gonna die if you don't get this antidote but it's also really fucking goofy it is totally good but but also it is the the cia their dial, they're like. I fucking dialed that in, by the way. I I think that you're letting the porter sing a little bit more too. Letting yeah. the beer come through by yeah. dialing the uh, dialing the lime juice back a titch. Yeah. What I think I would do if I was gonna drink two of these yeah. is I would make the first one the way the first one was made and make, make the second, second one second. this way. Yeah. What did you change for the listener at home? Oh, so what we changed on this one is I did an ounce and a half of the of the navy proof rum instead of an ounce. I went down to a half an ounce instead of an ounce of lime. Right. And then I made sure I had a full tablespoon of brown sugar in so there. You just, it was a little bit light. You gently increased the brown sugar, cut back the lime juice, and added, added half an another ounce half of rum. ounce of rum. I do I do think this is where I want my second one to yep. be because this is really rich. This is like a really it almost the rum almost vanishes because yep. of the dialing back of the lime juice. Exactly. It's nice. But this that is, porter is really Shining through in a beautiful Shout way. Shout out to Ordock Brewing, dude. Yeah, they it's really a good. Of a Solid porter, my friends. Solid um, porter. But so that we get the moment where Javi raises his glass to Nicolas Cage. It looks a little ominous, but what really sells me on the like Javi might be the bad guy moment is when the power goes out. All of a sudden, like four guys that you didn't Swarm notice. Him. <sighs> Like cl- clutch in out of the crowd and form like a wall around That's him. That's news to us, baby. That he had four people there for protection, like ready to go. Yeah, yeah. This, like he's got private security, and we didn't, we were not aware of them until mm-hmm. this moment. Right now, Be- shit's got you, and it, it it sinks it back in your head. He's not just an eccentric millionaire; he's a millionaire. He like or a billionaire. Like yeah. this is a very wealthy man who's got private security on his island. He's surrounded by armed men. They got they 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 CIA bundle him. clearly is following him for a reason. And it's it, again like Nick obviously Nicolas Cage is like the ringing this he's the guitar solo that yes. goes all the way through this yes. thing. But like Javi is the is a backbone to that performance yep. too because the way his face changes when that little flash of danger shows up all the mirth vanishes and he's scanning. Yep. And you're like, he is because remember his cousin is an arms dealer. Yeah. He's been around this. He's, he's he in grew the up world. In this world. He's yeah. in the world. So like whether he likes it or not, he is part of this world and he's he's, he's acting and reacting accordingly. He's held on to his soul. And we find out later, Javi Javi is not involved in the illegal this activities. This is your he's family business, exactly, he's but the, he is the face of he's the... He's the face of the organization, kind of to protect his family, but he's not involved in it at right. all. Right, but in being the face of, he is involved, but not in the way... He's not He's not taking any 
actions himself. No. Yeah, but... As far as we know, like, he's only very loosely tangentially connected right. to criminal activity. Right. He's really just, like, spending the money, living in the house as a decoy. Right. This security is not even his security. It's probably his cousin's exactly. security. You know what I mean? It's that, But they're not there for show. These are legit security guys. So Nicolas Cage dun, 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 his way upstairs, <laughs> and he sneaks i can't so he the door's locked so he has to go out the window to get in into the computer room right yes no i'm wrong he's in the computer room and he needs to get out of the computer room yes he goes in there he like gets the he he has like a He's trying. What's he trying to do? He's trying to either get a disc or play in a bug. No, some, he's got a flash drive and he's trying to download some files. Because honestly, it doesn't matter. He's getting the thing from the computer thing that the CIA needs. He's getting the info dump. He's getting the scan disc. He's, he's getting the it whatever. He's it getting is. the MacGuffin. He's getting yes. So he's got to go da- in and download the MacGuffin. He's got to download the MacGuffin from yes. the computer. But there's security coming, and they're like, "All right, take the patch yeah. that we gave you and put it on the palm of your hand now." It's knockout juice. It's yeah, knockout juice. Now peel the layer off, and then basically all he's got to do is slap the guard, and the guard's gonna be unconscious in like three seconds because yeah. this is some powerful ass shit. And he's he's like, "All right, so I'm gonna go hide behind the curtains," and he steps out of the room. <laughs> the key card is in the room still, so the door locks behind him, and he goes. Wipes his brow. I think I just touched my face. <laughs> and he goes, wait what? wait, what? Did you touch your face? No, I think we're no, good. I think, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I yeah, definitely touched my face. Immediately starts going down. And then the best, <laughs> my favorite little bit of Nicolas Cage acting is they're like, get to the window. And on his way to the window, he's like, loopy. So he slaps himself with oh, the with hand, the hand that's that has the shit on it. <laughs> and he doses himself again. It's, like, that was it's just the, the best. He's like, qua, qua. And he's like, and then he looks at the hand like, fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't catch that. The four times that I've seen this, that he's, the hand he's slapping himself in the face the with is a hand. hand that has the drugs on <laughs> yes. it. God damn it. It's one of my favorite details. And he even gives it like the glance like, God oh shit. <laughs> okay. <go>. I like <laughs> So, but there is security coming cuz the CIA is monitoring the building like you got one you got one coming yeah, up yeah, the stairs. You got to get you got to get up. And then the the woman is like, basically the guy's like, I love that the dude is like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking dead." He's totally dead. <laughs> Nicholas Cage dead. is like, "Thanks for that. I can hear you still." Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking dead. And the the woman's like, Go out the window, and he's like, "Are you out of your mind, Nicholas?" Yeah, she's actually like, she's trying, trying so hard, dude. To like- this is a hundred percent the um, this is Ethan Hunt. Yeah, this is the type of odds this guy's up against. Like he's got, oh, it's drugs. like he's got Q branch in his ear, and he's like, "You got to jumpstart your heart, baby." Oh no, I don't have ears. my yeah. Or like Indiana Jones, like yep. the antidote for the poison you just drank. <laughs> yeah. You know, dude, like get it short round. I love this type of fucking scene so much. So he climbs. It gives me the most anxiety. I fucking we love had, him and hate him. I had a little bit of trouble with Mission Impossible Five the other night. We were watching. Uh, is it the underwater? What's one? the newest one? Six. I don't even fucking so, know, man. It's the it's Ghost the one with protocol. it's the one with the two nuclear bombs at the foot of the. Oh, that's the not, I haven't seen that one. It's the newest one. It's six. Um, 
I think it's six. And we were watching it and like them like getting ready to defuse that bomb and Ethan's like cl- trying to free climb a fucking mountain to get to the 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 trigger switch. I'm sitting oh, there yeah. and I'm like I know, and I know what happens. He gets to it and he Of course pulls, he does. Spo- spoilers. Oh what? Like Ethan Hunt's going to fail at the end of Mission Impossible 6. Sorry guys. He defuses the bombs. I don't even apologize for the spoilers. It happens. Everything's fine. Shut up. These drinks make me aggressive. They but, make your skull a little rattly, don't they? It's true. But like I'm sitting there knowing that it's all going to be okay, yep. and I'm still like, dude, my armpits, you know when you get like scared and yeah. you sweat and they stink? I was sitting there in like my own the stink, pits. covered in sweat, like, fuck, I fucking You're so fun to watch movies with because you get really ripe. I, I get, dude, I get so invested you know, in anything I'm watching. always Max is scared. It gets a little bit like these like, old laundry. Like rotten grapefruit yeah. in a laundry bag. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man. I think I touched my forehead. Um, at the window. Are you crazy? He's three stories up and he's stoned out of his mind. <laughs> he slaps himself with the incapacitating hand of justice. Mm-hmm. F- I said fighting against the drugs is one of my favorite scenes slash tropes ever. And I think the only movie that does it better than this one is The Wolf of Wall Street. When oh, they're my fighting God. the Quaaludes. That might be the best. When he's driving. <laughs> He's trying to get into his car. The bit when he's trying to get to the telephone and he's on the phone talking. Yes. Brilliant. That's one of the, Leonardo DiCaprio is a genius. Um, but <laughs> he he gets out on the windowsill. Can't feel my feet. <laughs> on the fucking <laughs> on the windowsill, windowsill that's like two inches wide. Gets into the room. It's like Stephen King's The Ledge. Like he has to do the whole oh. walk around to the next window. Dude. But... Oh, he can't no. feel his fucking feet Can't feel his feet And he's like st- high out of his mind On CIA dr- There's a podcast CIA listen. drugs there's a, there's a podcast called Behind the Bastards And if you wanna you every Everybody should go down this rabbit hole There's one about the CIA And it's called Project MK Ultra. The time the CIA tried to destroy free will It's a five part series It's the deepest dive on MKUltra I've ever listened to It'll change the way you think about the United States government. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! The amount of drugging people that they they did in like the forties, fifties, and sixties is insane. They just like, for example, they dropped a biological weapon on San Francisco just to see how many people it would infect. Like, could they infect an entire city? Yes. Like fifteen people died. Jesus Christ! It was. They thought it was like a benign bacteria, and the way that it 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 like made your sweat and tears red, so they could be like, oh, they could track it. Yeah, if it showed up, they're like, oh, we've got this symptom. Ha ha, we've infected that person, and they infected everybody in San Francisco. But some people, like with weak hearts and stuff, died from it, and they're like, collateral damage. Never told the city they were doing that, and they're like, all of a sudden they got a weird pandemic going on in San Francisco. They're like, what the fuck is this virus? And the CIA is like, it's fine, we did that. Anyway, CIA drugs are no shit. Right. Nicholas Cage is like he's, he's like full of it. yeah so he gets back into the computer room gets almost gets his hand up to the antidote vial and then falls asleep done dude but like he's got a lot in him like maybe he's dead oh dude yeah because I, I don't think it is knockout gas I think it's kill you gas yeah or maybe not because I, f- I feel like they state, like, if he's not awake soon, he's going to die. Either because It might be because the, the guards the are going to kill him. Yeah. That might be what it is. But, like, he's going to get found out if he's if he's knocked it- out for, like, 17 hours and yeah. he's found in the computer room. Oh, yeah, he's not dead. good. So he's laying there on his back. 
out cold. Dude, like, Nicolas Cage, there's not even like, oh, I'm fighting it. He's just, he's out. And you're like, wake up, Nick. Wake up, Nick. Brilliant. The most brilliant way. How do you get an actor awake? This is, this is beautiful. Yeah. How how do you get an, how do you get an actor awake, Carl? Hmm. Action. Dude, that moment. (laughs) So brilliant. They're sitting there like at a loss for what to do. What do we do? And the female CIA agent, like the guy is, the the male CIA agent's like, we're done. We're fucked. He's like left, almost left the room. Pack it up. Yeah, like we got to burn the documents. We got to get out of here. We can't get caught. And the female CIA agent's sitting there for a second and she goes, action. She just yells it in in his ear and Nicolas Cage's eyes, bam, fly open, yep. stands up, grabs the antidote, chugs it, gets the MacGuffin, gets out of the room. And I wrote down, Carl, 600 years from now, when the disembodied brain of Nicolas Cage finally stills in its bionutrient jar atop its mechanized battle suit, and his fervent worshippers bring him to the secret subterranean vault beneath New Washington to lie in state amongst the Constitution of the old United States, the Ark of the Covenant, and the chainsaw from Mandy, I hope someone remembers this moment and tries it and walks up to that casket and whispers action. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I cried. Yeah, man. I fucking yeah. cried. It's a very, it's played for comedy, but it's super fucking, it's a powerful moment and it really is. Like right now I'm going to cry. I know. Dude, it's, it's, cause that's his, it's, it, it calls back to the moment when he's sitting in the hotel hallway yes. and he's like, I don't want to be an actor anymore. But, but what he wants to be known is it was an honor to be part of a storytelling story tradition. Yep. This is how seriously he takes this, that yes. when his central nervous system is shut down by CIA level drugs, the word action supersedes all. Yep. And it is go time for Nick Cage. Yeah. Fucking love it. There's Again. nothing I love more. Ow, ow, I can ow, see the ow, goose flesh ow, from here, ow, man. Ow. Dude, fuck yes. Yeah. All, oh, all the hair movies. in my arm just grew by a millimeter. Like a milla. Like <laughs> Your beard became fully black again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair is not even black. Babe, that's never going to happen. <laughs> my beard when it wasn't gray was no, very I'm actually, red. I'm starting to dig it. I I've see, got, I see I got the wisps. over here. It's over here, I got yeah. a little I got a little white. I love that it's at the bottoms of the sideburns. Mm-hmm. I feel like eventually I'll get the Jim Jarmish. Oh, you will. You I'll will. have the Jarmish beard. Um, so at this point, he gets the MacGuffin. He gets the shit to the CIA. He goes to the bathroom and he's like, Good thing I'm never doing that again. But oh, by the way, we need you to stay deep undercover. Because- no, 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 no. But well, it's funny because he's like, you know, I, that wasn't so bad. I feel like I could, I could do that. I feel, I feel like, like I could do more of this. Good because work. we need you to do more. No, nope, fuck that. Absolutely no, fucking, fucking not. I almost died. Yes. Yeah. Like in his head, he's doing what all of us do. It's the people. Well, who, a thousand percent. You made it through the fucking. Everybody who says like, I, you know what? I, I think I'd like to live like James Bond, you yeah. know, beautiful woman. Oh, we've talked about guy. that. Yeah. Do you though? Do and then you're you? Like, do you? Yeah. And then someone knocks on your door and they're like, yeah, so there's a 94% chance you will be shot in it's the that, face. It's that hundred bullets thing, right? It's the briefcase. Gun, Love gun, you, dude. Bullets. It's Brian Azzarello's a yeah. hundred bullets. That's yeah. the thing. It's like somebody gives you a, somebody gives you a gun and a hundred untraceable bullets. What do you do? Yeah, well, the, and a dossier with all the information, the how-to. The comic book kind of shows... The, that's a great example of this because the comic book shows you again and again and again that the answer is you 
throw that case in the fucking river. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, uh-uh. Get on with your Hard no. get on with your life. Do your meditation. Walk your dogs in the morning, and you forget that case ever. Eat your oatmeal and get some local honey on it. That's like, fucking <laughs> right, dude. Don't take that gun out of that case. Don't do it. But what do people do? They fucking. <laughs> I could live like John Wick. It's yeah. like, are you sure? Because John Wick gets shot like eight to ten times he's, a flick. He's not in great shape. He hasn't been in great shape since we met him. Yeah, dude. From, Four pictures from movie ago. one, he's been a broken down wreck of a man, and he has to just keep going on pure hatred. Does it's that sound man, like fun it's to you? a man who lost his wife before scene one Yes. Happens. The movie starts with a devastating personal <laughs> loss, but it made him hard and cool and... He just he drinks. wears great suit. What you wanted, so, what you actually want to do, is max out your credit card, buy a nice suit, and go rent <laughs> a go want. rent a goddamn Mustang for a weekend and rip it down to Detroit. Go to go see a concert. What, go do a bunch of drugs. Fuck a hooker and come back. That is a hundred percent what you what you want is a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's all you want. You don't want to be John Wick. You want a midlife crisis you, your way into like a John Wick vacation. Yeah. For a second. Which is why Total Recall is a brilliant idea. Absolutely, dude. We need we the technology. We will remember it for you wholesale. <laughs> um. So. Or overdrawn at the memory bank is one of the two. It's we'll remember it for you wholesale. That's right. Uh, PKD, get on it. Um. So he gets. He goes back down to the party and he announces, I know you're just putting him down. Well, it's, I'm a functioning <laughs> alcoholic. I, I wanted to give so you easy. I wanted to give you a long pause yeah. to say that clean into the mic so I could take it. <laughs> take it and, and then put it like, at the beginning of every episode forthcoming. Like, oh, dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm a, a functioning, functioning alcoholic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to feel. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, but so he goes back down and Javi's like, have you decided to make the movie with me? No, but, but <laughs> I just love that he shoots him down. Even acting for the CIA, he will not deign to be like your screenplay is good enough because right. the, because it's not, it isn't, he's an artist. He's not going to lie to Javi. But he's going to write a show, a picture with him. And now cue adaptation. Oh my God, Nicolas Cage writing a screenplay. So for for me, this movie is thoroughly entertaining up to this point. But I feel like once we've gotten past, we've got the, we've got all the pieces now working together. CIA is involved. Right. We're about to get the family back involved, but not quite yet. (laughs) But this is where I, I feel like this like 20 minutes of the movie are where it really shines and where it really sings when we, we have all the pieces that we need now. We're still a little bit rocked back. We're not exactly sure where Javi, where his loyalties lie. Right. But. Yeah, especially with, as they write the as, screenplay, there's a couple of very tense moments. The yeah. Don't fucking wh- lie to me is the pinnacle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When they're, when they're doing the skeet shooting. But it's one of my favorite my absolute, I almost want to cry just because it's so brilliantly done because I've been there so many times with many of my friends when <laughs> they decide to drop acid together. Oh my God. Maybe it's just the drugs talking, but what if we had like a big drug scene? Yep. And then they have a big <laughs> drug scene. This is where in in, we're in adaptation now. Yep. Fully. And we're fully in adaptation. Yes. And this is a, this is a Kaufman section of this movie now. <laughs> But when they sit down and they and the the whole paranoia that get that goes into them is so. This we've seen the scene written and shot before. Best high the, acting. The best high acting. The be, the, Both the paranoia that comes only with. There's a very specific paranoia that comes with being high on acid. Yep. 
and very few films or movies capture Amy's it perfectly. Amy's dead. Can I tell that story? But hold no? on. So we can. Yeah. But this Continue. movie, sorry, this movie captures that very particular paranoia perfectly. perfectly. Absolutely, could I couldn't agree more. I could it not the, agree more it's with you because when they the, the go over the thing with the two people, dude. Because the two people they think are the same two people are not the same two well, people again. And it start yeah, because they look kind of they similar. Look kind of but similar. But it starts that scene starts as a joke. Well, it it doesn't. It starts as a writing exercise. Exactly. So like, what if it could be a thriller? Like like, how about okay? What if so these guys are watching us? He doesn't right say now? what if. He says right. okay. Right. Though, because then that would. Mm. That's what triggers it. Is yes. Nicholas Cage says, "All right, so it's like a th- like a thriller type thing. Like okay." Those two guys, they've been watching us. Like as as a as, what as if. Like a prompt. But what he said was, those two, two guys, guys they've been watching, watching us. us. And then Javi and Nicolas Cage look over like around the corner and those two guys look over at him. Because two dudes just, just looked, looked at, at him. him. So then they like look oh, they look back at each other and but Javi's into it and he goes, Yeah. Wait. Wait, have they been watching? Have they been watching us? Oh fuck. I'm gonna look again. No, you can't just go look. Yeah, like. and he goes, wait, I'll do a jaunty laugh to cover over it. And he goes, all right. And then Javi goes, because <laughs> like you forget how to laugh. Because you're fucking high on acid, dude. He does the like the most manic. No one. This is perfect. Their performances, high on acid, are fucking perfect. Can't touch him, man. I can't say enough nice things about Pedro Pascal's performance. He's a genius. Yes, dude. His I was already a my, fan. This movie put me. My over the laugh top. is terrible. His is like kind of clean, but it's just on this side, like the wrong side of wrong unhinged. Side of, mm-hmm. That would make somebody like look at you weird. So he's like, ha 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 ha. It's like if AI tried to do a yeah. laugh, and he looks over at him, and then when he turns back, the best line in the whole movie. Fuck. <laughs> and then they just start running. <laughs> and then they run from no one. And it's the best chase scene ever. The sequence. They feel like they're stakes. They they're like this is it. Javi gets hit by a car. Yeah. Pedro Pascal really did that stunt. No shit. I wrote down somewhere in here. I have the trivia, but Pedro Pascal went through like, I'm gonna just guess low, but I think it's higher than this. Mm -hmm. They he went through nine stunt cars. And he got zero injuries. He did the stunt perfectly every time. Came right up over the hood onto the windshield. No problems. But he did trash nine Man, stunt car cars. car hits are like one of the top five most dangerous, dangerous stunts stunt. you can do. It's like a, what, a 2,000-pound, 3,000-pound yeah. vehicle coming at you? Free fall. Free fall into a bag. That's pretty fucking dangerous. Fire. You land weird. Car over. hits. Fire any, is probably number anything, one. Anything with a car. Anything with a vehicle. Yeah. Going over like what you can, what our body. Jumping out of a our, car. Yeah. I love stunt people. But a car hit is like what top top five is well, easy. What's like one of the worst protected. things that can happen to you? You get hit by a car. Exactly. So a stunt where what you're doing is getting hit by a car is really dangerous, man. Yeah, because there's no way to really fake it. The car comes into frame. You just get hit. And you have an idea, sense where it is, jump on hood. You know how to hit that All hood. Right. You know how to roll. Do you, you remember know how to, a book oh came God. out in the late 90s? It's called uh, The Worst Case Scenario Survival Guide. Yeah, do you remember these? I do. They made a TV show yep. based on it briefly called The Worst Case Scenario. Yep. And they, like half a season or some shit. Probably because like fifty people died because yep. it's all it's like the worst shit yeah. that could happen to like you. Like Faces of Death Stunt Person Edition. Like, based, <laughs> who wants to fucking see that shit, yes, man? Basically, yeah. So but my the, favorite people in the industry. I don't want to see them get the hurt. The only man. episode that I've ever 
remember. I, I've I watched all of it because I thought it was cool and I have all those books upstairs. But the only episode I remember is getting hit by a car where they because sh- what this whole show was about was if you're going to get hit by a car, here's how you do it so right. that you don't die. It's basically like a stunt person's guide, like listener. I don't even know if they sell the book anymore because, like, that's probably it's probably it's probably on the same shelf with like the anarchist cookbook and shit. <laughs> You're yeah. like steal this book by Abby Hoffman, right? But the idea is, is you want to clear the hood and land f- with your knees tucked and your arms in, and your back hits flat on the windshield, windshield right? Because the Cause windshield is designed to break but not give, right? So unless they're going like way fast. Well, well way fast like 35 plus because you don't have to be going I think fast, it's fast. like f- I think it's anything around 40 and under you won't go through is right. the idea because they don't want the windshield to just shatter they want it to like they, that's why There's it's that safety glass it, right? yeah it crushes down in mm-hmm. so it's like it's that's absorbing most of it's the, the softest part of the yeah. car so you want to hit the windshield dead on with your back in and your arms and legs tucked uh, as like a disclaimer listener into- do not try <laughs> right, this at seriously. home we're not getting sued um, but that's that's what the show said, you know. But like, and that's what kind of what Javi does. Yeah. Except he kind of he rolls up on the hood and then hits the windshield, and it's a cl- super clean stunt. It looks great. But uh, ooh, do we have Danielle says? I think she's oh she's gonna take a rain check. Oh, I think. sad face. I don't know. I'm gonna read that later yep, after later. we're done with the episode. Um, have you have they been watching us? Okay, and then the bit, dude, the bit where he's hauling him over the wall. He's up on the top of the wall. Oh my god. You grab my hand. I can't make it. I love the like weird arc just in this moment where he's like, I can't make it. You get your ass up here, soldier, and grab my hand. And he's super late. And they try it again. Yeah. He's devastated. (laughs) All right. He can't get Javi over the wall. So let me, I'm going to tell you me and Bird's brief acid story. Yes. So it was, I was working at an undisclosed restaurant in the Upper Peninsula. And it was one of our bartenders last nights there. He was, he had been fired. <laughs> one of my best friends. So he'd been fired. Um, so he popped a bottle of 21 year McAllen. Oh. And he popped a bottle. Oh, McAllen, goddamn it. And he popped a bottle of 21 year Jameson. So we had the two 21s open on the bar. And about seven or eight of us drank both of them. And then he popped another. That's not enough people for that amount of. Booze. And then he popped another 21 <laughs> JMO. No, it was, I'm sorry, it's not Jameson. It was 21 year Bushmills and 21 year McAllen. Mm-hmm. And we drank mm-hmm. both of those and then about half of an additional 21 year Bushmills. Mm-hmm. Then we went to a house party. That the, was your warm up. That was the warm up, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm positive there was pores of K- KBS. Where'd we go? Oh fuck Okay we went to the Vera bar first Oh cause that's where the acid comes in Yes I'm sorry So we That's what we drank On the clock uh, um, After work After work sure Then we went to the Vera And had cocktails there That's where a friend of ours Scored a bunch of acid For me and Bird's next door neighbor Who was the biggest acid dealer In Marquette Which we did not know at the time wow. But found out after that <laughs> So now there's acid on the table And we're gonna go to a house party To do that Post the two bars So we go to the house party I get to the house party and some guy I don't know walks up to me. I'm hammered. And he goes, hey, man, I just rolled this joint. And this joint 
is as long as the pen I'm holding up Fuck in front you. of you. It's big sized. Big sized joint. Maybe that big. A big sized joint it's and fatty, baby. and like pinky finger mm-hmm. ring finger mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't smoke this joint alone, man. I need some help. And I was like, I will go and smoke that marijuana with you, sir. Okay, Satan. So weird. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I found out later that that dude had just gotten out of like prison Holy like that shit. morning. Yeah, dealing drugs. So he was so nice, so chill. I don't yeah. remember anything we talked about, but it was mostly, I think, music. It doesn't matter. Right. I was in that room for like an hour in my head. I don't know. Bird might remember how long it actually was, but I, me and that guy smoked that whole fucking joint. Jesus Christ. After the, all the scotch. And Irish whiskey. Then I rejoined the party. At this point, my coworkers you are can't brain at that point, bro. I was like oh, next to death. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like I'm like I feel really strange. So I come out of the room, and my coworkers are attacking Bird. And Bird is I'm not even. This is not even a joke. People are like jumping on Bird's back, and she's because Bird's like I don't know. Listeners who who haven't met Bird or seen her, she's fucking strong. Yes, she's a she's a strong. She's a fucking uh, not uh, uh, an Amazon of a woman. Yes, and there's these like tiny little chicks jumping on her, and Bird is literally flinging them off her back, off of her shoulders. I've seen this movie. Yeah. It's wild, dude. There's people flying across the, the kitchen and slamming into cupboards. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What? I was in there for like a minute or a day or <laughs> I don't know. Then Bird comes over to me with a beer and she's like, here. I'm like, oh, this is a great, excellent idea. Were you idea. wrestling? What I'm like, happened? this is a... And then she goes, open your mouth. I go, ah. And she throws some acid. She oh. throws a little piece of paper in there. I'm like, what's that? And she goes, it's acid. Just suck on it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. So I'm walking around, chewing on my little paper. I'm like, this doesn't taste like anything. Nothing tastes like anything because I feel really strange. The room is upside down. Then, Bird has already taken acid at this point, but I didn't know that. She goes, she's, then all of a sudden someone's like, Bird's gone. I'm like, What? That's really scary when you're like devastatingly yes. high and drunk. And I'm like, where'd she go? And they're like, she went outside. So I should have oh, prefaced okay. this story by saying this is the coldest winter in Marquette's history. Oh, fuck. So it's like not not an exaggeration. It's probably negative 10, 15, or 20 outside. Holy balls. And I like go outside to chase Bird down. I'm like, oh, Bird, you got to come back. She's like, no, I'm hot. And I'm like, it's cold out. You're going to die. So she's like peeling off her jacket and shit And acid has not hit me yet I'm like acid's fine I'm just I mean I was like wrecked <laughs> I'm like yes. is this if this is what acid is This isn't so bad at all So I'm like we gotta get you back inside And we get back to the party and everyone everyone, The whole group is like We're just gonna go to I can't remember where we were going next Cause the round now is when the acid starts kicking in We walk all the way across town And all of a sudden I'm like the, not Okay the Christmas lights Are insanity and also, everything in the world is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And every single person in this group of like 20 ne'er-do-well, like wrecked people yep. is thinking the same. Yeah. So it's a group of 20 people struggling up an icy hill in negative 20, laughing yes. their asses off. And two cops roll down the oh hill next to us. God. They slow down. And I swear to God, dude, there was a moment where like, and I'm seeing like the, the headlights of the cop cars are like and the, the wings of lights. angels and the yeah. Christmas lights. And I'm like, we're going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's that God. acid yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. like it doesn't matter. It's hilarious. Nope. 
I look through the cop car windows and you could see the officers look at this group of 20 cackling morons and they're like, nope, not dealing with that not tonight. With that and shit. they just kept yep. on fucking rolling. I'm like, wow, that was fortuitous. Get to the top of the hill. We're like maybe two blocks from me and Bird's place where we were staying. We'd already decided at this point. It's time to go home. We're like not wise to continue yes. this chain of events. So we're like, let's head home. That's This will be fine. And one person in our party in this like negative 20 i'm that's not an exaggeration dude is like i'm just gonna walk home and splits from the group and starts walking and she lives like six miles away oh shit and we're so like we're all yelling at her we're like you can't walk home in this shit her name's amy we're like amy don't go you're gonna die we're yeah <laughs> you're gonna be dead laughing yes fucked up but like truly we all believe we're like she's not gonna make it and then like there's a certain set of the group that's like she'll be fine let's keep yep. going we gotta get to the party she was fine everything's fine listener spoilers no one ends up in a bad situation here we get back home we get into the house i don't remember basically anything else after this although i do have an i do have an audio recording <laughs> of the whole thing and it's basically me being like I'm going to record for posterity what it's like to be on LSD. And Bird's like, it's great. And I'm like, you're fucking it up. You're fucking it up. This is for science. Oh, which is all perfect. <laughs> so so I, I crash. I go to bed, which you normally can't do on acid. But the but when you drink that much whiskey, yeah, you can, can go to bed. Yeah. So I fall asleep and I wake up still fucking because acid's a long mm-hmm. party you're in for the in for the ride you're in for the long haul so i wake up and i'm like still a pretty kind of drunk and i got some weed still going but the acid's like the primary thing now and i'm like whoa this is weird and the room looks super strange and bird is sitting it's pitch black maybe 4 a.m and bird is sitting stock still on the edge of the bed in perfect blackness staring at the wall completely unmoving what the fuck? and i'm like babe yeah yeah babe yeah and without turning her head without moving a muscle she goes amy's dead god damn it and I, and I, dude it like That's some paranormal activity <laughs> shit right like, there brother oh my god dude i was like no no and i could feel the i was passing out yeah. i could feel it coming on i'm like no i don't want to go into the blackness not like this not, not like, like this, this not, not like, like this. this and then the blackness took me Holy and i woke shit. the next day and uh wow that was like hangover for the ages but i'll never in my life amy's forget that moment dead. amy's dead in jesus the, this the single creepiest thing that's ever happened to me ever. Jesus, bird. Oh, I know, and that is me and Bird's acid story. So sorry, I thought I've mine never... isn't quite as. Um... Tell it. I let's go. Why not? Oh sure. So here we are. We usually have coffee talk or scotch talk, but here we have with uh, LSD talk. <laughs> so I dropped some blotter acid when I was on a forty-eight hour liberty in the, the oh. navy. <laughs> My buddy had, I had a PlayStation in my, uh, we had like barracks, but like it was like two person to a room. So it was like little apartments or whatever mm-hmm. on station. So we did acid, whatever. So we're just going to play like Hot Shots Golf and um, and play a Amazing. whole bunch of fucking um, PlayStation 1 games. Sure. So we take the acid, we're, we're drinking and then we start to get, but it's like this low level like gel tab stuff. So it's like you get, you get the goo goo juju, but not like fully like, like just gurg. Fractal. You don't get fairly gurked, but it's like fucking close, right? Sure, so, sure. So we started playing like, so the 
Hot Shots Golf on the PlayStation 1 was one of the first games where you had a free roaming camera where you could to line up your shots you could see like so you can move right. the camera all over the fairway zoom in on the yeah, thing yeah 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 i've played it's, four hot shots right so four. very much similar thing right mm-hmm. and so we just started to like just fuck around with the camera and like we created stories so like the camera was like a first person person and yeah. we were just like and then we realized <laughs> that we had him play golf but like oh we were really fucking <laughs> hours we're real, hours later just moving the camera <laughs> and we're like okay we might not be as okay as we thought we were but then i started noticing all these orange things around and like in the sp- game or in the, the, in the game certain things were orange and then i looked around in the real world world and i noticed that the the funnel on my beer bong right because i'm fucking 20 or whatever <laughs> yeah. was orange and all these things that were orange i started having a real a real problem with yeah. orange. It was making, it was giving me anxiety, making me like Your bell's kind of pan. Yeah. I know that's orange, but yeah. <laughs> so I got to say, I said, his name was Roger. I'm, I, we'll just call him Roger. It's fine. Sure. So I said, Roger, we need to take all this fucking orange shit and just, can we like hide it? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, why, man? Like, so I tried to explain it to him and then he's like, oh, no, I totally get that. Oh, fuck, no, I see what you mean. The paranoia. Yeah, he came <laughs> He came is. along. And so we literally scrounged. It's not hard, dude. We literally scrounged through everything that we could find in my little room that was orange and fucking hit it. Yeah. And then we finally felt safe. And like then we both had to piss. We're like, dude. And so it's a, it's a barrack. So we had our room, but the, the bathrooms are like way down at the other end of the hallway. And so we're right. like, all right, dude, are you good? feel like i'm okay if you're okay if we go together we'll be fine and we can fucking take a this piss is why girls go together it's because they're yeah, always exa- high they're always high LSD. LSD. <laughs> so roger and i we get out into the hall and we scope it out at this point it's like one or two in the morning so like it's pretty dead and we're like all right so we fast walk to the bathroom nobody's in there we fucking take our piss don't look at yourself in the mirror just wash your hands and we're like rule number one don't do it so we didn't and so we fist bump we're like dude we made it Oh fuck! We by the bathroom. We just gotta get back to the room right? now. And as we get out of the bathroom and we're starting to head down, major pains there. Two fucking MPs like oh, they're no. just doing. They're just doing a thing, mm-hmm. right? They're doing sure. their normal walk through. Two sure. fucking Navy guys, just first class petty officers or whatever. But because of safety and they have to do a lot of traffic stuff, they're both wearing those orange fucking like traffic oh. vests. <laughs> And both of us at the same time, as soon as they round the corner, we both stood there between us and our room. Yeah. And so we both stop dead in our tracks, look at them, look at each other, scream orange, pointing at them, run the other way, and like hid behind a dumpster for probably an hour and a half. And so we finally made it back. And this is in the middle of winter. We didn't have clothes, like, coats on. So we're, like, <laughs> shivering behind a dumpster. Do you think it's safe to go back? <laughs> yeah. So that's... The LSD daughter the party. The LSD, like, fucking... Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, I can just see it. Orange! <laughs> and then fucking... But then, like, years later, I'm like, those two MPs... We didn't call. We don't call them MPs in the in the Navy, but it's just, but everyone understands like what That's an what MP they, is, right? Is that so, what they are basically? Military though? police. Yeah, absolutely. I ended up being one with the auxiliary the security force. So, they have a name. like ASF, pretty much. So uh, they call different things depending on your duty station and uh, whatever their capacity is for whatever they're doing. So for us on the naval air, naval air station, most of us are the auxiliary security force or ASF. Anyway, sure. But like, 
so like a year and a half later i'm on the asf right yeah. and i'm doing fucking ride-alongs <laughs> and shit and i'm like how funny what like how weird would that have been to like just have two sailors coming out in their skivvies from a bathroom stopping dead in their tracks yelling at you <laughs> orange pointing at you and then running the other way i'd have been like what the fuck was that what do we pursue it i don't even know i, I feel like you're just like did you see anything? Did you see, I, didn't, I, I did didn't not see, see a damn thing. Anything. Yep. All right. Let's continue let's the rounds. Let's just keep on walking. <laughs> have a good night, good night, sailors. Boys, but every, I mean, I still have a little bit of an issue with Orange to this day. Messes you up, huh? No, no, no. It's not that, but no, no. But like every time I see Orange, I kind of like think. It was messing me up. Just yeah, like yeah. knowing that it was there. I had a hunter's orange jacket hanging right on the here. chair immediately to our left, and I was like, yeah, synchronicity, that's kind of yep. weird. <laughs> God, we're all right, anyway. Yeah. So acid's fun. At, yep, honestly, listener, here's what I'll say is if you get do a it safely. If you, yeah, if you get a chance and it's like a safe situation and you're do it. Go for it. I will measuring flicks by no means uh sponsors now, or supports our the use of, business uh, does not at all no. condone drugs. As an individual, I say go for it. Swing the fucking bat, baby. <laughs> No, no. If you got a shot, if you got a shot at mushrooms instead, the hangover is the the come down is so clean. Psilocybin is a lot easier. Dude, on. the hangover from acid is mm, it's rowdy. Body hurts. Well, your brain is broken for like uh, two years afterwards. I would say. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it changed. No, honestly, that one trip did change fundamentally how my brain works. There's a great. I remember how I used to think about myself and in social situations. Psychedelics. Previous to that, previous to that, and yeah. after that. I was much more aware of how p- people possibly perceive me. Psychedelics change everything. There's yeah. a great quote. It's not, I wish I could remember who the original. And I was aware of the change, right? So that's the thing that makes it a little bit fucked up. Honestly, like, like even even like crazy high like doses of weed, especially edibles, will do the same thing. Yep. For like a long changes time. Changes your perspective. There's a guy, I, I can't remember his name. He did team human, Douglas Rushkoff. Mm-hmm. So Douglas Rushkoff quoted this guy. I don't know who the original quote is, but he asked, so Douglas Rushkoff asked this guy, he's like, if I, if I take acid, how long does that last? And the quote, and the guy said back to him, your the rest life. of your life. Yeah, exactly. A thousand and he's, percent. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's the, the original quote wasn't just about acid. It was about the occult. And he's like, if I get into the occult, like how long does like the, like the, the weirdness last? And it's like forever. Mm-hmm. Once you open that door, once you get into that type of shit, that's a forever thing. Exactly. You just, that, that's just part of what's your whole fundamentally thing changes you. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like for sure. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> it's definitely like uh, you open the door and then you're like, Oh, oh. well, it's like you, you sort of get the, it's like realizing one of the magician's tricks was actually magic. Yeah, one out of one like out of a the whole million. show. But you saw one, and then you saw the moment. And you're like, that was that was actually actual, really happened, actually though. really real. Mm-hmm. And that nothing is the same again. And you chase it. You ch- not it's the, chasing the rabbit in a not, way. So part like which I was is funny because it's was a talking, rabbit in a hat, which is magic. I'm I was talking about the the magic, the occult type thing. Oh, which right. is like so like yes, there is the whole like. 
as you take like psychedelics you're always kind of like trying to find that initial experience Mm -hmm. that like you know vistas opened before you and they were like crystalline intelligences you don't remember it so there's no point in doing it yeah skip salvia you can go ahead and give that I've never but I've been around people who are on and I'm like that looks like a nightmare it looks like a nightmare (laughs) like a waking nightmare so what was it like I have no idea but it's the the magic thing like if you get into the occult you'll have there'll be moments and experiences that you have where you're like I got to do that again and you're trying you try to replicate that you try and find that and sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't it's just here comes a big sneeze is it a rum sneeze nope it's gone so there's this movie Carl um, I'm a little disappointed actually. <laughs> we just we just had a big drug scene in our podcast we sure did how meta was we that? went another layer deep <laughs> yeah we're just adding to the layers of meta we're trying to to complement this absolutely film. this is a fucking this, I'm so glad you showed me this. I was not being ironic. Oh man, yeah, twice. Yeah. So I was not ironic, being ironic, or uh, I, I always forget the word. I love the word. It, it means you're, um, whatever the word is, and you're great with words. Where it's like when I say this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. You're not being hyperbolic. I'm not being hi- yeah hyperbole, right? Right. Not being hyperbolic. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like it's in my top ten. It's I th- like I thought you were gonna say you're not being hyperbolic when you say that in many ways. Because here's I genuinely feel about this film that this film is our show yes. metaphorically. Like yeah. we're not running around shooting drug dealers and shit. Sure. But like honestly, like the way that this movie feels like our show because really when the does. stakes get crazy high, do you remember some of those Straw Dogs episodes, dude? Yep. We've had conversations where like. Where our friendship will go into the podcast one way. We'll have a conversation about a film and it redefines our relationship to each other by the end of it. Oh my God. And a great example of that is the the episode that will never be heard. It's the um, The first first League League of Their Their Own own versus the second League of Their Own. Yeah. I deleted it. I made sure that it would never see the light of day. It doesn't even exist. But it was a two and a half hour conversation. Yeah. Two and a half hours. We talked about a League of Their Own. We finished the episode. We sat in silence for minutes. And I and I was like, I remember we said like, man, that felt pretty awful. Mm-hmm. And then you left, and we sat on it for like a day. Yep. And I texted you, and I'm like, if you're cool with it, I'm gonna just delete that episode. We're gonna get together again. We're gonna do it again. Not because like, it was the, we deleted the episode and did it again because it didn't do justice to, to the, the film movie yeah, at to all. Benny Marshall. The conversation that we had yeah. was super important. Right, but it was not the place it or was time for that. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the show. It wasn't yeah. like something. It got really soapbox. Anyway, it wasn't it was, something for you guys to listen to. It was some. It was Carl and I having like one of the most heated, intense and heated, not contentious either. We right. were on the same page. Yep. But we had one of the most like heated and intense conversations we'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And it was akin to this fucking movie. Like it was like in the truck shooting a drug. It was that level. Like I had adrenaline up. I was yep. sweating. Yeah. It was a. This show, I like, left exhausted, yeah, mentally and physically and emotionally. Yeah, dude, just like this drained as fuck. Like it, most of the time, I it's don't us know if I can do this show anymore. It's, like, it was fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. I've never, never that. That's the best example I can think of. You're yeah. totally right. Is a league of their own. And as I was writing, that's one of our Patreon episodes. I was like, yeah, we did that one two times. Yeah, did that twice. That was. We've never done it since. Nope. We've never done that since. Everything else has been. I feel like we learned a lesson there. Where sure it's did. Like, there is sometimes where you gotta jump off the tracks and get back into the show, yep. or you end up getting League of Their Own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so a- after the drug the drug trip, I can't drive on LSD. 
And he goes, well, I can't fucking drive on LSD. And then Javi goes to Nicholas because they're trying to get back to Javi's yeah. place. The paranoid chase They think they're ended, being chased. Yeah. Which, no. They're like they got the orange real bad, but you're clearly yeah they got orange, dude. Yeah. They, the whole world had gone like it was November, it was November 14th, like, you know. <laughs> and they're like, and Javi goes, but you are clearly the superior driver because I know that in uh, Garden in 60, sixty seconds, seconds you, you did, did all your own, own stunts. Yeah. He goes, Nicholas Cage, damn yeah, it, that's right. true. <laughs> Gets behind the wheel, crashes the car twice. He drove Eleanor for real, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they get so they get back. And then this is where Nicolas Cage... He wants to see what's in the room. He wants to get into this one room that no one goes into. It's locked. It's it's hidden. And he's going to go... Once you go in there, nothing will ever be the same, says Javi. Javi shows up behind him. He yeah. goes, this may change the very fundamental... When we're watching sure. this scene, you yeah. said, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant what's happening right now, the way it's shot. Right. But they're both saying different things, right? Meaning different things because Nicolas Cage is in a different he perspective. He thinks he's going to open this door and see either drugs or weapons or a kidnapped Body child or from bodies, the ceiling, a torture room. And and Javi is embarrassed because it's a super it's fan's his collection. super fan collection. But they're both completely earnest because they respect each other. And exactly, they, they're afraid a, for they their don't relationship wanna, to they change. They don't want to lose their relationship in this these miles that they've. They've God, gone down that. the road together in right. such a short period of time. And this this is like a teachable moment too. This it is a really lesson. This is, is a lesson for a friendship, which is just like, look, if you really like that person that much, just, there might be this thing. Th- like, yeah, okay, there might be a room that you haven't opened, but like, if you guys, if if you and your friend are truly like, if if this friendship's for real, if you guys love each other, you should be able to walk through that door. Yep, walk through the door because. You're thinking it's going to be one thing oh and they're God, thinking, oh, what? what's he going to think? What's he going to think? Gonna be judged. It's going to be horrible. But all of the horribleness is in your own head. Mm-hmm. Just go through the door and accept it. And can I just say that... I want the, the chainsaw from Mandy. Well, that too. But <laughs> we have this very intense, beautifully thought out, well-constructed scene of them deciding to take this moment to open the door and that will have forever change the perspective of their, the, the whole shape of their friendship, right? Completely changes, yeah. The fact that we cut to the I inside. Yes, yeah, one of my favorite things. <laughs> this is fucking delicious. <laughs> so we cut to the inside. We don't see everything yet. We're just shot. We're shooting down a hallway to where the door it's is. It's all dark. But you can see very clearly there's a poster for mm. National Treasure. Fuck yes. On the wall as the door opens. And you know immediately, immediately. that this is the treasure trove, baby. This is because that's National Treasure. This is the moment. You know this is the the good, the beautiful, like the, the it's goods the are behind us. National Treasure. Yeah. It's the, tr- dude, it's the yes. treasure room, dude. It's the treasure room, man. We cut to... Not the reverse. The it's not the reverse. We cut to that 90 degree. We're looking at the entire room. Glass cases. It's the fucking yeah. fan cave. And oh, it's, my God. It's the, all the shit that I want. And this is where <sighs> this movie could have gone. It's all con air. It's all the big stuff. But it's that's a chainsaw from Mandy. Mandy is a fucking M- masterpiece. This movie knows and fucking understands. Do you see? It's our fucking show, dude. Dude, it gets it. It gets it so hard. The first thing you see, Carl, is national treasure. Yeah, that's all you need. National treasure. Like, 
They could have blown. You're right. They could have yeah. blown it. Every it but we do been. have the the string of pearls configuration he, on the sarin gas balls from fucking the rock. the rock. Yes, dude. Like the the greats are and there. And he even says the Godspeed, good speed lines at string of pearls configuration. Yep. Yes, dude. Like and he knows. I even love that when like Nick as Nicholas Cage is touching shit. Yeah. Javi, even though it's Nicholas Cage who touched it, Javi will still come up behind him and like and like recorrect his adjust thing. it just a smidge. Well, because so he takes the so. face off pillow and he changes it to John. Travolta, that's disturbing. Yeah, that's disturbing. And Javi it's comes behind disturbing. him. It's not disturbing. Changes it back, <laughs> changes to, it Nicolas back to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's just, it's beyond love letter. It's yes. just perfect. I completely agree. Because it speaks to people like us that are true fans of Nick Cage. It's and like, deep. There are yeah. deep cuts in that room. Yeah. A part of me wants to go back and watch this movie for a fifth time yeah. just to get to that scene and pause. What's and all there? Look in the room. around, because yeah. every time I see something new, the the reason that I like the re- the thing that draws me through it is the bit where they they get to the the figure the guns, in the, the case, face off, yeah, the face off guns in the case. I want to get to that so much that I like I allow the collection to pass by, yeah. and also I love the Mandy. The shout out to Mandy, and yeah. any self respecting movie. That if this movie hadn't touched on Mandy, I would have been a, I would have been like, you know, it was almost perfect. But there was there's one movie they never that he nodded did to Mandy, yeah, and it's his best movie. Yeah, Mandy is when Javi says Mandy is a fucking masterpiece. Ba- ba- we talked about it in part one, the bathroom scene where he's mourning the loss. When he's of his mourning wife. the loss of his wife, and, and it's just him screaming and drinking in a bathroom in his underwear and a tiger can't. shirt. Fucking can't. It's fucking can't. It's he should have won an Oscar. He should have won an Oscar for that. And then it's what's, what's even more fucked up is he should have won an Oscar for Pig. He should have won Oscars for both of those movies and the Oscars fucked him. Dude, yeah. like when Javi says it's it's this is a film nerd thing because right. when Javi says Mandy is a fucking masterpiece. Yes. I am there's no part of me that is being hyperbolic right now. This is just a flat statement of fact, listener. Mandy is a masterpiece. Correct. If you haven't seen Mandy, you need to watch that movie right now. That's all. That's it. As soon as you can after this episode is finished, watch Mandy. It'll change your life. Danielle, who's not a huge fan of like really weird, crazy, hyper violent. There's a very brutal murder of a beautiful woman. In a lot this. of that movie is pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. There's there's rape or rape adjacent. Themes heavily Definitely. throughout, and everyone Danielle should see it. Is like this. This movie is one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen. I I say all the time because I always say like Hereditary because yeah, Hereditary yeah, yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah. But like every time I watch Hereditary and I'm like, man, that movie's amazing. Like within a week, I watch Mandy just to remind myself that that movie is better. Yeah, Mandy is. I it's been many seasons and I've said it before but like Mandy is the for my money the best film I've ever seen yeah I think Mandy is the best film I've ever seen that's that is my measuring flicks number one mm-hmm. if we're doing our what's your favorite movie it's fucking Mandy. Mandy that Connor Sweeney thank you again mine is still singing in the rain hey it changed different it kind to, of movie yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> It used to be Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid until so we f- all watched it together, the Singing in the Rain at the uh, nunnery. And I'm like, that is just, it's just. I know, like, it's like the lost episode because we never, we never, never talked about it. But did we did the wa- episode. Dude, but it was sort of a good experience, yeah. like, watching it there all together. Um, so we get, to, we get to the face-off guns. 
this is a trailer moment and it's a well-deserved trailer mm-hmm. moment it is so funny is that supposed to be me it's grotesque if you don't mind me asking how much did you pay for this disturbing statue about uh, six thousand I'll give you twenty thousand for it yep <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because he's there to make a million dollars to pay off $900,000 worth of debt. He's there because he's in debt and the million is like barely going to get him out of the hole. It's like you can pay off your debts and get a You can get to net zero. (laughs) I'll give you $20,000 for it. They're not sponsors of the show, by the way. Net zero? Net zero. No, no. But if they can do anything for us, guys, shoot us a line measuring flicks podcast at gmail.com. Man, these rattle skulls are good, man. I love these. These might be the new official drink of the podcast. I mean. Until next week when we're drinking who knows what. Rusty nails, probably. You've got the shit for them over there. Yeah, baby. Hold on. Let's do another note. (laughs) 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 Let's one, two, skip a few. Let's get through this fucker. Yes, sorry. that, That came across a little aggressive and scald do whatever you want Man. do whatever you want that's your microphone over there you can say whatever you want into that hi i'm mickey mouse <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun <laughs> i love that you shouted out the fucking prison guard <laughs> that's one of my favorite things has happened to the show in the last two years I don't do voices. How's Mickey Mouse sound? How's Mickey Mouse? That's my dude. I couldn't for the life of me because that bit is all ad-libbed. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it's kind of fun. I'm Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. How's oh, Mickey Mouse, Mouse sound? I don't know. watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Mostly hardcore pornography. <laughs> I'm a prison guard. <laughs> hey, now we're quoting our own show. Oh, I know. We've done it before. We'll do oh, it again. We'll keep doing it. This is what you come here for. This is when we get so... At this point, the CIA basically one. If we're one to skip a fewing, yeah. the CIA is like, "Hey, we gotta get the fucking. We got. We have to. We have to get Javi. Yeah, we gotta get Javi because we're running out of time on this kidnapping. The the shot to bring that grotesque statue back. Mm-hmm. The shot of the p- slow pan over where the Nicholas Cage's face Melds merges with, with oh the hideous God. statue of Nicholas Cage. But they're both him. It's somehow. It's it's a gross looking shot, but it's so beautiful mm-hmm. because there's so many layers of glass. It's it's a gorgeous shot. There's this is this is this movie looks insanely high budget. Oh yeah, it's immaculately shot. It's prist- pristinely written. And it, well, the performances it's are top shots shelf from other movies too. So they're they're doing setups based on other cinematographers and other it's color not grades. Aping, and, it's homaging, it's homaging shots, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, My apologies. It's too beautiful to be something so grotesque. <laughs> so grotesque. Oh man. Um. So the the facial. So basically, what happens? Did you see the facial? I did. So yeah. there's the facial scene, but with Javi and <laughs> there is a certain point in any friendship. When <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I want to know how you're comfortable. It's the LSD, you know. Usually yeah. it's one of the LSD nights. <laughs> it's a bit salty. You might want to cut down on your sodium. Patreon.com. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> this, this episode started with come on our faces, and it ends with as it should be, oh, Carl. Boy. It's been a horny couple of years, dude. Everyone's been life, in isolation. You know? Absolutely. Just it's the birds and the um, I apologize to all of you. I don't. I let all my words stand as as they come out, as they tumble out of my dripping, glistening mouth. Sorry. <laughs> the 
Wow. Dude, these drinks are amazing. I know. They um, got me all smiley and chatty. I know. I'm like a different man. The rattle skull. <laughs> rattle skull listener. Um, so basically what happens is Javi gets like his cousin, the actual arms dealer, calls Javi into his room and is like, Listen, Nicholas Cage is planting bugs. He shows him evidence because we find out that the oh mirror God, is a two-way mirror. This is a very mirror. real moment in this movie, too. Fucking intense and unexpectedly yep. intense, too, because it it's goes... so funny right before yep. this. But he gets Javi on his knees, gun to the back of his head. His Pour yourself Javi's, a bowl of cereal. Javi's no, his scream no is so visceral and real. Pedro it's Pascal insane. goes all the way there. Thousand percent. Pedro, in this in this movie... Yes. So much respect Have to these actors. Cereal. Nope, dude. It's the fucking keep keep chilling, keep chilling. Yeah. Seems we caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. What you having? Mm-hmm. Uh, hamburgers. Hamburgers. Cornerstone of any nutritious, nutritious breakfast. breakfast. You know someone's getting shot in the face. Like, dude, this is the Pulp Fiction moment. Yep. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal. Like, oh fuck. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Mm. I love it's like Captain Crunch yep. or something. They're, they're doing Fruit Loops. I love Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Loops. It yep. is Fruit Loops. And he's he tells Javi, he's like, Your friend your dissector friend of yours CIA. works for CIA. And then he because it's a two way mirror in the bathroom, so when Nicolas Cage was talking to the CIA, they it's had him bugged. Him. Yep. So they're like, he's look, he's so it's it's a one sided conversation where he's like, No, 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 there's no way I can plant another bug and work for you CIA people and, mm-hmm. and like Javi's like Holy shit. Oh shit, he is working for the CIA. I didn't know. But his cousin needs to his cousin is a hardcore, brutal, super violent. He's the one actually dealer. running the family business, doing this. This is shit. the guy the CIA is worried about. Yep. And he's he the fuck, one that kidnapped. He earns that yep. fucking reputation. He gets Javi on his knees, gun to the back of his head. It's it's like it's a fucking Miller's crossing moment, mm-hmm. dude. It really is. It's insane. And then the next scene we get. Javi and Nicolas Cage walk up to each other like two fucking gunslingers. You can almost hear an Ennio Morricone behind them. And they're like, you want to go for a ride out to the lake? Same thing I was thinking. Yep. They both know now. They both. The vibe has so changed. Oh, my God. It's so great. But then we get one of my favorite moments. So they both know. The shoes. The shoes. It's, the shoes scene it's amazing. is fucking everything. It's amazing. Dude. Okay. It's so the, easy. They drive out so and they drive the Jeep out to the the Miller's crossing yep. at Kill Woods. Up is down. Left is right. Dude, it's like, everything uh, is changed. It's a yep. whole new world. They're so both of them are so morose because they're they're burdened by the weight of what they're about to do, which is murder murdering this new yes. deep soul friend that they have They've they've discovered like mm-hmm. a resonant piece of themselves in the world, and now they have to shoot it to death. Yeah, in this desolate place, far from far from their their memories and the the rose colored glasses of this beautiful weekend. Fuck! And they're sitting in the jeep, and he's like, and Nicholas Cage looks over at his at his shoes. They're, so they're about to kill each other, and they're like, oh, I. I love those shoes on you, by the way. They look phenomenal. Really? I don't think they... they I don't know if they're me. I don't know if they're me. Yours are great, though. They look great on you. Do you want to... Do you want to switch? And they, like... They, like, they, cut to... They yeah. cut to them switching shoes, oh, and they're like... Great. Oh, these are great. They fit really good. They look really, really they good They look on really good on you. on you. Well, mine look really great on you. Do you want to switch? Like, you mean, like, permanently? permanently? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> they switch shoes. Dude, this... 
Like, this scene without the shoes doesn't work as well. No. Too morose. It's a magical moment of writing that is just I'll bet you it perfect. doesn't look like it works on the page, too. Oh, the, I'll bet what you, these dudes switching shoes? This is filler. This is bullshit. I hope this someone had to fight for that because that moment It seems like makes, one of those moments that would be cut. Like, yeah. this shoe changing thing, what is, thing, what is it here for? It doesn't make any on sense. On paper, that shouldn't work, no. but my God, these two men make it... It's one of my favorite mo- moments in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. And then there's this great bit after they switch shoes where they're like, those look great on you. Do you want to switch? I mean, permanently? Yeah. And they're like, they're happy for one second. And then they, and then they remember. remember why they're there. And it's these two men are psychically linked because their faces fall at the same mm-hmm. pace down back into I have to kill you. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful acting. They get out of the Jeep. They walk, and what's funny is they're walking each other to their, to their death because yeah. neither they're both Joe Pesci and they're both they're, yeah, they're both John Turturro. Turturro they're at both the same Turturro time, yeah. and they're yes and they're walking out into the woods, and then they pull, then then Javi pulls a gun on Nick Cage and Nick Cage pulls clack, two clack. golden the guns golden on him. Babies. The, and what the best part? The golden guns from Face Off. He has held these. They're Caster Troy's fucking. And they're guns. real. Yeah. We find out during the the like man cave scene that these are real Colt forty fives. Yeah. It's, they they made them especially <laughs> for the movie. John Woo commissioned them. Fuck yeah. yes, dude. So they've got guns on each other, and then my maybe maybe the best little tet a tet you've ever heard. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I, I love you. Live. I love you. <laughs> God. It's just, dude. This movie's like, it's that, it's that, like, what are the, what are the kids saying? Like, it's everything. This movie's everything. Yeah. This movie is everything. It really is. It's so fucking good. Um, I might watch it tonight with Danielle. <laughs> Whatever oh, she wants to get into. Um, there's a, there's a motorcycle chase. And then there's, so there's like this legendary Italian drug dealer who's no one, no one has seen for like decades, named Sergio. Sergio, the FIFA king, or whatever. <laughs> Well, I mean, he certainly got the tracksuit to sell yes, it. Yes, yes. But uh, basically, Nicolas Cage and Javi get on the same page. He's like, I'm just the face of the organization. My cousin is the bad one. He probably kidnapped that girl. Let me help you. This is fucked up. Mm-hmm. So Nicolas Cage is like, I'm going to go in. As un- this guy. Undercover as Sergio. Because his wife and, and child have now been brought in. We right. talked about it a bit in the first episode. This is where we're... Yeah, so Javi Javi brings his wife and child in because he thinks for like a therapy session. I know, but Nicolas Cage reads it as oh like, my god, they've been kidnapped and well, now I'm being held hostage. Yeah, fucking Nicolas Cage is like, just let my family go, Javi, and he's like, no, no we've got no, a lot we of need work, to work to do. Yeah, yeah and, and they're yeah. like, if they just could be on the same page. Right. But when Nicolas Nicholas Cage as Sergio, the hey baby, dude, it's <laughs> it's the the gate. Yeah, the like the the weird like limp yeah. with the shoulder, like he's like f- almost fully like like um uh like the humpback of Notre Daming yes, it, you yes. know. Comes in, he's like, um, for goodness Sergio, you know, drug dealer gets him on his knees, like pistol to his Thank in you his come mouth. He's coming here, take over the drug business. No one's seen you in ten years, and it's his wife, his ex-wife. It's Nicholas Cage's ex-wife. Go ahead. You think you think you can if you think you can intimidate me with a little handgun, you know, like his wife, balls of steel. Nicholas Cage is sweating his Pooping press in his pants, pants off, yeah. dude. 
He is too. Oh. He's getting that whole like like Peter Sellers in like the Return of the Pink Panther <laughs> when he can't keep his fucking nose yes, up. Yes. It's a lot of that. Like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> we, your nose is falling. Your up. nose is falling. I up. have a leprosy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is. Uh, did you ever see the Libertine? It is a like a syphilis. <laughs> Ew. All right. Well, whatever. Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> One of those horrible things yes. where your face melts, but uh. So basically, they they do some like surreptitious kind of Ethan Hunt, and this is also very mission very, impossible. Very much so, yeah. He gets a gun from a he gets caught after they've like knocked out a guard, mm-hmm. dragged up, but he gets the gun away from Lucas is the the uh, cousin drug dealer's yeah, name. Exactly. He gets the gun away from Lucas and gets the gun to his head in this like torture dungeon, but they're surrounded by Lucas's goons, and Javi is still outside in the jeep, like ready to be the getaway driver. But the wife gets it because he's like, if anyone fucking moves, I'll blow Lucas's head off. So they let the wife, the ex-wife go. Yep. Everyone gets back to the Jeep and they're like, he's, he's got, he's, gone. he's got Lucas's, he's got Lucas held hostage, but he's surrounded by guards. And Javi has this moment where he's like, he'll never make it out of there alive. And Javi's got two choices. He rolls out in that Jeep and saves everybody else yep. and like lives to fight another day. Or, or he goes in and saves Nicholas Cage this shit is amazing yep Javi comes in saves Nick rescued by Javi and we get a we get a, a touch back to the by the time uh, yeah, my, the, the audition scene the seven nerve centers that worked for my trigger finger gonna cerebral be, cortex yeah. <laughs> he does his Mankiewicz fucking speech again yep and then Javi comes in and fucking Mozambique drills all these bitches yeah. to death and they escape. We get another I, I'm we're glossing the chase scenes, but the chase scenes are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. In the chase after at the end of the chase, Lucas has survived and Lucas ends up having a, like a gun to Nicolas Cage's head and his arm like he's taking Nicolas Cage hostage yep. inside the American embassy surrounded by marines everybody's got their guns up they're like we had Chekhov's knife in the in the truck a couple is, of times we yeah we needed to well yeah because the one of the bad guys in the truck drops his spills a knife it's a tactical yep. folder he spills his knife out into the bottom then gets dumped out the back we check back in on it about twice we not see oh, it, not too too much we see it rattling around, around as yeah. we go over the rough roads and then the daughter, Nicolas Cage's daughter, throws, terrible way to throw it, by the way, like throwing it to, as though you're going to kill your father. Yes. She like literally whips this knife at Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage catches. And this is the, the moment at the catch, right? This he, is where yep, the switch happens. As he catches the the folding knife, turns around and, ah, the dude, that scream that Nicholas, ah! nobody bellows no. like that, man. That's him. That's all. Do you know him. he worked with a screaming coach for Mandy for the scene with the, the no vodka? No shit. I can buy that because you can do some real damage and also you need to get some some real guttural you, you gotta find work. The, you got to find that range. It's like Tibetan deep throat singing shit, whatever, doesn't happen overnight. Like, Yeah, you don't just like go yeah, into yeah, it. Right. Yeah, you can you can mess yourself up. Like yeah. my my voice cracks every once in a while because of all the screaming I yeah, did in high school for the metal metal band and I was untrained, just kind of going for it, like the punk thing. Mm-hmm. You, what you end up with is you end up with a voice like You get that. vocal notes and it's horrible. It ain't good. It no. ain't good. So learn. Listener, the if you want to get into it, the, the basic Scream is... Scream responsibly. Scream responsibly. YouTube that shit. 
but he turns around, stabs Lucas to death, and then we realize that his ex-wife has turned into Demi Moore. Yes. And, and, we, and our panning shot is very super cinematic very and cinematic very clean, and very, clean. very the, Michael Bay. The color grade changes totally does. As the grade changes, you're like it's a little Ridley Scott stink. It seems on like it. a mistake until they roll out of the screen, and then you're like, oh, they genius, made the movie. brilliant. I love that it's the knife throw that transitions us from quote unquote real world to the movie world as soon as when he catches the knife is the transition transition on action it's fucking it's basic filmmaking I know but there's a reason there's a reason why because it fucking works especially if you're going to stretch us that far right because it it does kind of you're confused for a hot second but because the liminal space is the knife in the air the moment it leaves her hand and travels through the air we are passing from one state into another we've walked through the doorway catch stab bellow and then it takes you a minute to catch up and then there's Demi Moore looking fine mm-hmm. being Demi Moore and you're like mm-hmm. god damn oh fuck I see what you did there movie amazing yes and then it ends Javi and this is and I don't know if they like they don't they're not super clear they're not we don't get the credits of the film within the film but no. this is Javi and Nicolas Cage's it's their movie it's the movie it's the movie they were working on in the movie yep and Nicolas Cage is gonna bow out Javi's gonna Take his time in the limelight. This friendship is going to last forever. Yep. And then we get Nicholas. The little coda at the end is just perfect. Nicholas Cage family. with his family. He's going to genuinely bond. She's like, you guys want to watch a movie? And Nicholas Cage is, turns to his daughter and he's like, let's watch what you, you, you want to watch. And what does she say? Paddington 2. That sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> and then it's Paddington 2, baby. And Javi... Nicholas fucking... Javi, Roll credits. Dude. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. Yep. I fucking love it. Yep. I, the um, listener, I don't even know. I'm so biased because I'm so deep into Nicolas Cage. Well, that's it. I mean, it's like, that's why this is the perfect movie for it. That's like the movie, this is the movie of the FCK and Quillen films. 100%. Like, it's just. This gets spun at the Quillen filmies and probably last. Every year. Probably last. This is when, like, all the gummies. This is the new drive. This is the drive angry slot now. This is the. Yes. This is the drive angry slot at the Quillen filmies, like, forever now. This movie's so fucking good. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. I, that's, that's all that I got for it. Um. Listener, thanks for bearing with us for two parts. Yeah, I wanted to do this earlier, but I didn't want to derail the flow of the episode. Connor Sweeney has a correction for us. Oh. This is one of my favorite things ever, which is we'll drop an episode. I wait one day, and then Connor Sweeney calls me on my phone. Doesn't text me like, like a normal so, person. Like, hey, it's Connor Sweeney. Yeah. My phone rings, and it's Connor Sweeney, and I'm like, That's weird. a person I know wants to speak to me. <laughs> I don't even call you, bro. I know, dude. I get texts from you all the time. Like, that's the... It's safe. Connor Sweeney knows, though. He's like, if he... I gotta get you on the horn. If he rejects this call, that's rude. So he has to pick up. Yeah. He can't ghost me if I'm calling him. You don't not answer Connor Sweeney. Ever. If Connor's calling you, you quit your job and pick up. Well, I was gonna say, (laughs) the reason I don't... Connor, you need to call me during non-business hours. No, I will absolutely answer. I have... I have I got, li- sorry, I gotta take liquid this. diarrhea. Right. Run to the back. Oh, I'm doing answer it wrong. the phone. I apologize, Connor. So I call pick, me anytime. So I'll drop an episode 24 hours later. 
Connor calls me. I'm doing the dishes. I'm driving a car. I'm in the middle of combat, whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm like, You're in a Connor. Fight. Yeah, I'm like, Connor, I don't really have time to talk right now. Ching, 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 and he's ching. like, um, I just listened to your episode on Halloween Kills. Great episode, guys. Really love This is not how he sounds right, at all. Right, no. This, this is more like Nicolas Cage, yeah, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I really love the episode. Like, you guys are so funny, but... And then there comes... The correction. Because no one knows more about films than Connor Sweeney. That's why he's been on the show so many times. All he fucking... We need him back. Oh, yeah. We need Connor back for anything. He's the heart of the Ghostbusters. Dude, he showed us... He showed us Mandy. Yep. He's, he's like he's like a David Rowney, where David Rowney shows us with Nail and I, and, and then... Like, everything changes. All you got to do is show me and Carl one life-changing film, and you're on our list yep, forever. Forever. So he, so in Halloween Kills, we said that the appearance of Loomis in the flashbacks was a deep fake, a digital deep fake. Yeah, that's what I thought. It is not a deep fake. Is it original footage? That is an actor who already looks quite like Donald Pleasance in absolutely flawless makeup doing a Donald Presence impression. There are behind-the-scenes shots where you can see the actor in the makeup chair becoming Donald Pleasance. So there you have it, listener. Listener, you can't see it, but I have a mind-blown face right Not now. Not a deep Both dude. hands up when in... When I was on the phone with him, I couldn't believe it because I, I, I can see it in my head right now. I, yeah. I thought it was one of the best deep fakes that I'd seen. Well, because it's, it's, it's an not, actual it's person. It's a fucking guy in makeup. Once again, like... Here's me, like, sh- honestly, shame on me being like, wow, that computer did a great job. No, dude, the best things in movies are always done by craftsmen's hands. Yep. And a lot of time and attention. Yep. It's that's, amazing. That's why everyone bought a billion dollars worth of Grogu's, because it's a fucking puppet. <laughs> what What did you just say to me? What's Grogu's? Grogu, the baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. Oh. Because it's oh. a puppet. It's not CG. It's yeah. an actual... I didn't watch any of that show. Oh, it's it's. I hear it's real good. It's a space western. It's I did, really really I good. Know. Have you watched? They're any all of fetch the... quests, though. It's a little bit like everything is a side quest, and it's is a little it, bit. Is it? Oh. It's Monster of the Week. Kind of. Yeah, it's got that like. Have you watched any of the Book of Fett or whatever it's called? The Journal of Boba. Oh, it's Fett? fucking horrible. Boba Fett's diary. Yeah the the book of the book of slow. <laughs> The book of boring until it becomes a two-part episode of The Mandalorian at the end. Skip it, and you know what you do instead? Bosch and then Legacy. Oh, fair. Fuck, Bosch Legacy is so good. I still feel like the Marvel shows are hitting on all cylinders. We, Bird and I, have decided we're going to go and re-watch Moon Knight because we were watching it, like, as it dropped every week, but... On, you know what's weird? Like the pace of watching stuff has changed now. Sure, yeah. Now it's binging. So when I have to wait a week, I use those other six days to like watch other shows. Right. Like I'm I'm finishing Game of Thrones right now. Bird and I are finishing Daredevil season two. We're mm. wrapping up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I do. So by the time the next episode has dropped, I'm deep in my other shit. Yeah, I get that. So like right now we we were talking the other day and Bird was like oh my god we haven't watched Moon Knight in like months and I'm like yeah, well started we, over we're gonna we're gonna go from zero go all the way it's through it's one of the best fucking shows that they've done I loved dude while it was happening I I completely believe you and agree because everything I've seen I was like this is amazing but there is that weird there's this weird thing now where like my attention has my way that I we're being pay programmed stuff, into that binge. kind of yeah like Bosch Legacy that whole thing dropped all at once yep. so now I mean like a year ago but we were we were talking like two days ago we were like let's let's watch moon Knight, and i was like we have five episodes of bosch legacy left to go and to that. be honest like 
That is my Bosch is my shit. I'm gonna start season five. I started season one again last night. Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. I went back. I'm like, I'll watch this. I need whole to read the books. Again. I still have a. I still have my gift certificate for the bookstore that my sister got me last year, and I'm I'm supposed to buy the either. Black Echo by Michael Conley, the first Bosch novel. Yep, that's is the one, one I'm the, gonna dig into. It's amazing. The Concrete Blonde mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. dude. I there was that one month I texted you. I listened. I I have a, the audiobooks that Titus Andronicus I, reads. I got them all from uh, the, well the over, I got them from the library for sure. Right. But his he is definitely Shakespearean. Oh, his uh, gifts. Thousand percent. But I got the audiobooks from the library, and there was one month where I listened to six Bosch audiobooks. Fucking I would shit. like make up chores just so I could keep my I'm earbuds going to in. Paint the house. Basically, yeah. I'm, I'm like gonna clean all the chickens. I'd be like, you don't have chicken. Man, this swamp is full of water. I'm gonna go bail the swamp bucket, just yeah. pouring water into another pool of water, just listening to Bosch. Bird's like, what are you doing? I'm like, chores. Chores. <laughs> you can do actual chores though. I did no. them all. Six Bosch novels, dude. Like that was the best this house has ever Sounds looked. Sounds like pine salt. Like polishing the ceiling. Yeah. I'm like, eh. This is some structural damage here. I'm going to put up some. That's time to. I've called some contractors. Yeah, supports need a little bit of support. This you know? piping is old. I tore it all out. Got about about 100 feet of copper. Going to rewire, the, redo this whole shebang. I took my uh, electrician's exam <laughs> right, yeah. listening to fucking Bosch, man. Oh, Mike, you know, this is that thing where it's like Stephen King, he's a popular novelist. No way is he good. Michael Connolly, he's written 40 novels. How good could they be? I only I only read authors who wrote one book and didn't finish it and it's a masterpiece. Oh, right. I'm like, Go fuck yourself. That's yeah, it. I don't know though. Michael Connolly sells a lot of books for a reason. Those, yeah. That shit is good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sorry, I love me some no, bosh. All right. Listener. And I got a show to do tomorrow. Goodbye. I got I to gotta sing more. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I got to sing more Christmas tunes. Yeah, you've got a. Tis the season. Tis. Tis the season. All right, listeners, we're gonna we're heading on out of here. You can find us on patreon.com slash quillinfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. If you dug this episode, you want to hear more shit like this, head on over there. For Give as, us your money. For as little as a dollar a month, yeah, you can help bad. keep this show rolling. If you want access to that massive help list us do that some I read. Upgrades around the old studio. Dude, we'd love it. Like if I could I'll never get rid of the panties. No, house. you should always have the panties in front of but you. But if you could help me maybe like launder the panties. Right, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, you can also uh, find us. We are Measuring Flicks on Instagram and Facebook. Or you could drop us a line at measuringflickspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to help the show, tell your friends. The biggest thing that little podcasts need is listenership. And the best way to get people get into people's ears is to have other people talk speak gold about us yep. so tell your friends you Rate like us you. be like there's these two drunk guys yeah. they fucking love movies more than you can understand they Don't. are Javi <laughs> they are Nicolas Cage they like Nicolas Cage so probably much. more than the than in this healthy yeah it's like bordering on like maybe Nicolas Cage should be aware of them right. just to keep them at arm's length um, and the other thing you can do do is... not take our calls though in case yeah like maybe take our calls maybe be on the show Dude, I'd do a year of Nicolas Cage if he was like, I want to do a year. Oh, the whole season of Measuring Flicks is just my movies. I'd be like, okay. Carl, we have to move to California. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> money to feed you or do per diem or to pay you to be on the show. Um, <laughs> well, he just did a weekend on a billionaire's island, so I'm sure, that's fine. I'm Probably sure he's good for fine. a couple yeah, of White Castle bit. burgers. Um, we'll cook for you. You can also rate I'll and- i make you a rattle skull. Dude, Nicolas Cage, we will make you- We'll make you any cocktail you want. Whatever you want. We'll buy you a bottle of... Now, hold on. You might know some like really crazy bottles, but I've got life savings. Evan Williams. 
We've got Evan Williams. We've got every DeKuyper bottle you can shake a stick at. Do you Blue like Curacao. creme de banana? We have creme de banana. <laughs> oh my God. Rate and review the show. That also helps um, get the algorithmic overlords uh, understanding that we provide valuable content that can be used to sell products that you don't need to you. So go ahead and do that. Sorry, I got AI on no, the brain. No, you got a little AI I on the I just played AI last week and it kind of fucked me up a little bit. Next week on Measuring Flicks, I believe next week on measuring flicks we will be talking about ryan gosling's film the believer it's one of his early films he plays a white supremacist it will probably be a different episode than the one you just listened to yes i think maybe we just drink like schnapps (laughs) we're gonna just drink doc mcgillicuddy's (laughs) on that one oh god Peppermint schnapps. We're going to back to high school next yeah, week, baby. listeners. All right. Um, thank you for tuning in as long as you did. Drink a rattle skull. They're phenomenal. Watch a Nicolas Cage movie, probably this one. And um and love your friends. Yep. And don't 